All right, like, three, like two, one, one, clap. There we go. It's, it's a lot easier to do the clap thing when I can see your hand. Yeah, we yeah. got that whole visual cue yeah. going on. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome to a very special episode of Battle School Dropouts, the only anime podcast directly and officially sponsored by <laughs> Rap Snacks Chips. Uh, my name is... Bakery Flock of Flame, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Stu Chains. Here we are. We have four We have four bags of wrap snacks Ooh. that we got at the corner store two blocks from here, uh, and it's going to be a good time. But first, Stu, how you doing? I'm doing great. With Stu Chains, four bags of uh, wrap snacks. That's right. Take um, an inventory. Listen, we, we, we talked a lot about the things that we want to talk about today. And then we talked about these wrap snacks that we found, mm-hmm. and we are, I'm too excited. I don't, <laughs> we're going to get into our whole routine. We're going to talk about the video games we've been playing. We're going to talk about the shows we've been watching. We, we're going to talk about all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But we found wrap snacks. Wrap snacks. <laughs> so let's, let me see here. Oh, great. So we got, we got four bags of snacks that we found at the convenience store where we bought our beer today. Yep. We've got um, Migos Sour Cream. With a dab of ranch. Ooh, ooh yeah. that was good. A good dab. Um, Thank you. I'm only 30 years old, you know. <laughs> uh, we got Cardi B Cheddar Barbecue. And then you want to you take the honors on this oh, one? Oh, of course, yeah. So we have uh, Romeo Miller, FKA Lil Romeo, featuring Nick Cannon. Uh, <laughs> barbecuing with my honey. It's honey barbecue. Go. There we go. Yeah. And then uh, then as a bonus round, we got Cardi B Red Hot Cheddar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's fucking, let's fucking dig into these, dude. Let's, Do let's... you think Red Hot Cheddar is supposed to be said with the same meter as uh, Wet Ass Pussy? <laughs> RHC. Wap. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? It's not as catchy, but like with the uh, initialism there, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. Red yeah. Hot Cheddar. <laughs> All right, so this is so we opened up. I'm most excited about uh, Migos sour cream with a dab of ranch. Yeah, uh, takeoff is looking at his watch um, on the on the bag. Quavo's looking at takeoff, I think, and then uh, Offset's just kind of he's 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 preoccupied with something off camera. We can't quite tell. Uh, anyway, yeah, it tastes like a sour cream and onion chip. Like yeah, a little a little less oniony, I guess. A little less salty than I feel like most chips are. It's a little sweet, almost. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I know we're rating them or whatever. I'm just, I'm marveling that these exist. So would you give this uh, total garbage and oh, or keep watching? Are you going to keep watching these chips? I was going to compare them to each other. Mm. Oh, well, the way oh, are we ranking them? Like one through no, four? No, your, your version's better here. Okay. Um, I would say th- that gets an F from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That uh, is very, I don't like the, like, whatever the best sour cream and onion chip in the world is, I still don't like it that much. So, <laughs> this is not doing it for me. Alright, well, let's try Romeo Miller, who we had to, like, look up to figure out it was Lil Romeo. Yeah, I didn't like, realize yeah. he, I, I knew he started going by Romeo. I didn't realize he started going by Romeo Miller. And yeah. I just thought it was some other dude. Yeah, because we listened to a song featuring Nick Cannon, and then from, like, 2004, and then we listened to a song from, like, a year ago. And yeah. It's like, even even the song we listened to from like a year ago, it's like, who are you? Like, what is this? And it felt so fake because he's like out there in like his neighborhood with all these people. It's like these are extras that you paid. Like, what is happening? I mean, he hasn't been caught in the act like Lil or excuse me, like Bow Wow uh, was Thank Bow you, Wow yeah. Miller. Um, <laughs> 
he got caught. He was posting. He posted a picture of a private jet on Instagram, uh, you know, mm. talking about how he was going to go somewhere. And then somebody posted a picture of him hours later in like you know regular like I don't know coach or whatever on a on a you know public regular <laughs> jet. Um, it got called out there. I mean, that's humanizing, you know, <laughs> like regular Instagram idiots do that all the time. It's nice to see successful people do it as well. It's I, true. I, I, assuming Bow Wow is still successful. I don't know. I liked Like Mike. I thought that yeah. was a good movie. Yeah, I'm, and I'm. That was. I'm sure that still holds up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I haven't watched it since then. All right. It was Bow Wow and not Romeo. I think. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I, it was. It was. I can't. I know the plot to that movie. I cannot tell you anything else. <laughs> I can tell you the basketball is my favorite sport. And that mm-hmm. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. That's about, <laughs> that's about where it ends. Uh, this is, oh, this is the oh, Romeo one. So this is the Romeo one. This is barbecuing with my honey. Yeah. All right, cheers. Cheers. That's all right. This is the most, like, basic barbecue. I like it's the barbecue wor- lays better. Yeah, I was about to say, this is worse than barbecue lays. The flavor is fine. It's, it's, um, the crunch oh. isn't quite as satisfying, though. There's no crunch. And I feel like the flavor went away, like, really quickly. And all yeah. of a sudden, I was just too, like, it's, like, instantly... Flavor disappeared, and I just have a chip in my mouth with no flavor. Yep. And it has no crunch, so it's like, it's, you, this is ash in my mouth, <laughs> Rovio Biller. I don't think we ever explicitly said, but uh, this is a special episode because we're, we're sitting next to each other in person and not over Discord. <laughs> um, we are not, technologically, we are not prepared for this, so we're all in one microphone right now. It's kind of a janky setup. The audio is not going to be great on this one, folks. Sorry. But, um, you know. Yeah, you're bringing we'll up, up for it. You, I got so excited about rap snacks. I forgot <laughs> to bring up all the things that are happening. So it is, it, this is the first time that we have, we recorded the, so we've recorded several episodes together. Yep. And then the first episode that we posted, we recorded together. Yeah. And then the thing uh, called COVID happened and yeah. <laughs> we, every episode prior to this one has been recorded over Discord. I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Episodes one through no two through twelve because one yeah. was recorded way back before we posted it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is like kind of the first time since then that we've been able to do this in person. Yeah. Oh God, it's so fun. So we're we're watching the first six episodes of Dora. Oh yeah. And that's, it's that's an what the whole podcast. episode is about. I know it might seem like we're just going to talk about rap snacks, today, <laughs> but uh, that's what this episode's about. And it was so fun. Like we sat on my couch, we watched Dororo. Yeah. We figured out. How we were going to watch Dororo, because it's never just go to Crunchyroll and just watch a show you want to watch. All right. Well, before we get back to our regular. So we've gone show through here. the chumps. Now we're on the champ. Uh, yeah. Cardi B's Cheddar Barbecue. Cheddar Barbecue. I got no riffs for oh. Cardi. I, I, I like Cardi quite a bit, actually. So, you know, I yeah. don't have any jokes to make about her or her chips, really. Yeah, I, I do got to say, before we move on, we got our rating system. Oh. Uh, Romeo Miller barbecuing with my honey. That's a total garbage for me. Really? Yeah, I would not get these. Um, I'm a, I'm I, a, I might get the Migos one again. Oh, like, if I, I would saw get, it. I would get Romeo like a hundred times before I ever got really? the Migos one again. Okay. And like, I like Migos a lot more than I like Romeo Miller, naturally. <laughs> but um, as far as the chips go... Yeah, I mean, they're not the worst barbecue chips I've ever had, I guess. And like, uh, if somebody handed me a bag of them and I was hungry, I would eat the whole bag. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to counter your statement there. These are the worst barbecue chips I've ever had. They are the worst you've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Wow. Not that I've eaten a ton of them, but yeah, these are the worst. We're just, I, we're just different, I guess. The flavor was gone immediately. <laughs> <laughs> What a nightmare of a chip. And that means you can't remember how mediocre they were when you go for the next one, you know? I can, because I'm on a podcast. Well, I have a terrible memory span, Stu. <laughs> All right, so this is Cardi B Cheddar Barbecue. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Mmm. 
That's got flavor. Still not a fan of the texture, but I think that's going to be the case across the board. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're making these chips out of, but I don't trust it. Yeah. Also, hey, uh, corner store Ooh. a couple blocks from here. Could you start stocking the Fetty Wap ones? I want to try those next, please. That's the other thing. So well, this is why we're so excited about this. We we Googled the whole wrap chips, wrap snacks line before this, and there are so goddamn many. Oh, yeah. So many. And it's like, I can't tell which ones are real and which ones are Photoshop. <laughs> well, the thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, we found, we found a Twitter page for it, but it mm-hmm. only has like 4,700 followers and it's not verified. Yeah. I, so any of those, I, it seems like the most official representation of rap snacks, but also I have no fucking idea if that's the legit one. Right. Um, but hey, rap snacks, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> and we know you are. Yeah. Hey, send me some more rap snacks. I want to see what other wrappers and flavors you got. Listen, as long as they, if on the weird off chance that 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 ever happened, we'll review them every episode. Oh, sure. We'll be fully endorsed by Rap Snacks in a heartbeat. Yeah. I don't know anything about your business practices, but I'm just going to assume it's really good. Hey, listen, here's a pitch right now. Okay. It's called Rap Snacks, not Rap Chips. Here's one. A tribe called Chex Mix. Oh. There we go. Oh. If. Listen, if we're not reviewing that on the next episode, these guys <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> All right, let's get into the last one. Cardi B's uh, Red Hot Cheddar. Yeah. Do you think they're going to be spicy? Well, you're fucking with some Red Hot Cheddar. Oh, I got a story about some fucking spicy food earlier. Paid my oh, tuition of, just to kiss me on this Red Hot Cheddar. What are you saying? This chip is huge. That is, yeah. It's like the size of my palm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That's not spicy at all. Mm-mm. It's not bad, though. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, you know that. what? It's a little tingly. Yeah, I like that taste. Yeah, no, it's good. Like, it's not like eating, like, red hot uh, Cheetos or whatever, flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of lime would actually make that better, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, like, just it would. A little bit. bit of lime? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I do feel, I feel a little tingly. Yeah, yeah like, just a teensy bit. Yeah, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't finish this bag, but... It's like Taco Bell spicy, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's actually, it's not really spicy, but, you know... It's yeah. the essence of spicy they, is there. They took chips, they poured fire sauce all over them, <laughs> and we moved on with our lives. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I gotta say, Cardi B snacks, I, I would keep eating. Oh, yeah, me too. The I other- mean, as expected, right? It's, you know, <laughs> Cardi B versus Migos or, or Romeo Miller, who's who's gonna win here, naturally? Oh, Romeo Miller. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> here's, here's where I'm at. Cardi B chips? I would potentially buy again, and I would potentially... I, I'll, I'll eat these bags, and sure. I will not complain. The Migos <laughs> I hope Romeo you do. Miller we have ones? four open bags of craft snacks. <laughs> this, was, this was a mistake. Now that we are done with this bit, this was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good bit, though. Oh, it's a great bit. All right, I'm getting these chips out of here. Here we go. I don't want us munching during the podcast. Yeah, I think we've offended the audience enough with our mouth sounds. <laughs> I'll try and edit them out as much as I can, but no promises. No promises. Because this is a live recording together. <laughs> we got one microphone. Only one. The pop filter is attached to the desk itself. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a good mic stand. We almost use duct tape. <laughs> Dude, I feel like you were like, hey, let's do this thing. I'm like, but what if we just tied a bunch of duct tape to it? They're like, well, no, we don't need to do that. I'm like, I'm looking for the duct tape. You I'm really like, had your heart set on the duct tape. I didn't, didn't even you? find it. And I was still heart set on it. Um, all right. Well, let's get into our regular podcast part. Uh, before we start talking about anime, Bakri, how have you been doing? Uh, I'm great. I got a belly full of wrap snacks now, and I'm just I'm doing just fine. <laughs> no, you know what? Let's review. No. <laughs> uh, but how are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. This is the this is the first recorded podcast where I am done with goddamn college. That's right. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Con- you. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you haven't heard oh, that one yet. Actually, no. Really? Yeah. People. people Your friends are, are letting me down. Pe- people are really genuine about like congratulating me, and I think that's you're all you all are on notice. Pretty weak. Yeah. Pretty yeah. weak. Um, but no, it's it's such a wonderful feeling. I mean, like. Uh, there's the existential dread in the back of my head where, like, now I have to find a job related oh, yeah. to my field, but, yeah, no, it's it's great for now. Hell yeah. It's it's like, I'm done, and I'm like, I, I'm going to treat myself. I just went to school for the last, like, five years. That's right. Again, time for video games. So It's well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. Good job. Uh, absolutely. So what have you been playing? What have you been watching? Um, I have been playing... Check this out. I have been playing... Yeah, what Sonic game have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a couple fan games, but that's neither here nor there. What I've been playing mostly of, uh, recently, and also I'm working on the Sonic Adventure 2 100%, trying to right, get all the right. emblems, but you know, that's a work in progress. Anyway, uh, what I have been playing mostly these days, I've been playing Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Look that up, it's right. I... All right, we'll, we'll post it in there. I'm not yeah. looking at it right now. <laughs> it's correct, I'm pretty God, sure. what... What's what's up with your brain? <laughs> you can't remember how to get back to your car, but you can remember an entire video game. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can title. remember multiple video game like, titles. We just got to get you like in a. I played like, Kirby sixty four, <laughs> the Legend of the Fuck. I don't remember the actual Legend full of title the or fuck. It's Crystal Shards or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, I've been playing the Near remake. Uh, this is the remake of the original Near that came out in like two thousand ten or some shit. Yeah, um, and uh, it's good. I've been I've been having a good time. I like I like a young man near quite a bit. He's a he's a good lad. You <laughs> did know? you did you play the 2010 version? No, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to pick it. Well, so like back in 2010, I was I was interested because like oh, the Square Enix action RPG sounds neat. I like the the look of this. And then I had a bunch of people tell me like ah, oh, it's just some mediocre. Uh, you know, hack and slash <laughs> thing. And then Nier Automata came out and everybody was like, Oh my God, I love Drakengard. I love Nier. Dude, I've always loved it. And so it's like, I'm just the dumbass <laughs> who didn't know, I guess. Um, and then when I tried to, <laughs> exactly, it's like, Oh, excuse me. Everybody told me it was bullshit, you know, back in 20, 2010, 2011, but now everybody's always loved it. But yeah, so I, I tried to pick up the original in anticipation of the remake and, and, uh, they've taken it off the PSN store and, mm. uh, it costs a decent amount of money on eBay, yeah. like 60, 70 bucks, I think. So, um, haven't, but the remake's great. It's, yeah. It's a good time. Well, I was going to say, um, Tim, I've, Tim of Chainsaw man podcast yes fame. episode uh, nine ten i don't know yeah. one of them uh it's one of those episodes uh he has always been a huge near fan mm-hmm. he um like he loaned me near back in the day he did it didn't click for me ah. um but he he loves it yeah he, uh, he, he's also a big fan of the remake so far mm-hmm. if you need to play the original i believe he still owns it on 360 or something okay so i don't have a 360 but you do and, uh, I've got two, so if you need to borrow one, <laughs> so, okay. I could probably give one up for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, between now and your birthday party, you know, yeah. just play through the original Nier. Perfect. God, I am so ready for my birthday party! <laughs> yeah, this is... Um, I can't remember the last episode if we talked about 
I don't know. It's all a blur for me, but I'll just restate just in case. We're both vaccinated, yes. obviously. That's why we're recording right yeah. now. Otherwise, this would be a terrible decision. No, we spent a year recording remotely and then just said, fuck it. <laughs> just said, fuck it. You we're, know what? You were, I gotta, I can't taste, I couldn't taste any of those chips. I think we're both gonna die. Yeah. And no. you know what? And that's fine because we're producing the best podcast we've ever put out so far. Brought to you by Rap Snacks. Brought to you by Rap Snacks. <laughs> yeah, all, all 13 flavors available at your local liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I talked about this. Except the fucking Fetty Wap one. What the fuck? There, okay, to be fair, according to Google, there are a shit ton of wrap snacks out there. So I kind of <laughs> get it to a certain extent. It seems like there is, like, if you could name a rapper, they have a snack attached to them. I hope so. Where's my Riff Raff? <laughs> Tiptoeing in my uh, jalapeno. It's the best I got. <laughs> You were saying? Uh, what was I saying? I'm so, so I think I talked about this the last year in the podcast. Like, because of lockdown, um, it like got me thinking about my birthday. Cause I love birthdays. Yeah. And I You're love. You're a very festive guy. You like Christmases and birthdays and things. I, I don't you like think partying. There's, I, I, there's, there's some, I, I'm very passionate about holidays. Mm. There's holidays that I love and there's holidays that I hate. And there's not a lot of in-between. Sure. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. And birthdays, I love. And I love my birthday because it's like one time. Everybody remembers land parties and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm true. so, and everybody looks at them with nostalgia. And for me, that's, that's what my birthday is. It's like, it's an excuse. You can't get away from it. If you <laughs> care about me as a person, you have to come to my birthday and we're all going to play Halo. And we're going to just play Halo all day. I'm going to glue as many Xbox 360s together as possible. <laughs> I'm buying as many copies of Halo 3 as I can. And I'm ready for it. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm excited about. I don't know. It's, it's really, it feels so nice to be able to like, uh, I like. I know we talked with joked with John. Like, mm-hmm. you do you miss loud? Like, I don't miss loud. <laughs> and it's like now that I've been out to bars and stuff, I'm like, I kind of miss I, loud. I kind of mm. miss loud. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I. I went out with friends who have all been vaccinated and everything, and there was like ten of us at uh, like a, a bar slash pizza place. Mm. And God, it felt beautiful. It felt like the end of a fucking. Uh, era or something where it was just like, oh my god, I forgot how much I missed this yeah. regular thing that we did all the time. Yeah, you kind of forget like how much you enjoyed things like going outside when you know the prospect of going outside could in fact lead to your early death. Yeah. Uh, so, but now that you know we're more or less like we're safer, you know, from right. it, then we get to do those things. It's nice. It's nice. We went out to a bar and. I, I don't, I've never been huge a fan, a huge fan of bars, but like going out to a bar was really nice, you know? Felt yeah. like a bit of normal. Yeah. And it's just so fun, like yelling with friends. Totally. Like, you know, just, or, or like what we're doing now, where it's like, if you came over six months ago, eight months ago, something like that, a year ago, mm-hmm. there would be this like weird tension where it's like, okay, we're we know prob- we're breaking the rules. Like, we're probably good. Like, neither of us have been exposed, but like, Fuck, I was at a grocery store today yeah. and that and it's like it's I hate having that thing in the back of my mind and I love that that's not really there anymore. Totally. Totally. Yeah. With with a slight exception to segueing to sack anime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um let me just put the final period on near before we get into the okay. sack yeah, anime yeah. Um, business. Cuz I got thoughts. Yeah, I, boy, do we. Um <laughs> yeah, so near replicant version 1.22474487139 is very Jesus Christ. 
is it's a good time. I'm past the time skip, but I haven't quite finished it just yet. From what I understand, it's pretty faithful to the original, like, story and pacing-wise, for better or worse. Um, but the combat is, like, fun, but not, like, it's not that deep, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we both played Nier Automata. Like, you kind of go into it expecting, like, a Bayonetta kind of deal, and you don't... It's not very Bayonetta. Yeah. Well, um, this one wasn't uh, Platinum this, Games. It was not Platinum Games. Yeah. But it the controls are pretty much the same. Like, if you've played Nier Automata, you pick this up, and you know what you're doing instantly. Okay. Instead of a pod shooting the bullets, it's a book shooting magic bullets. Right, and that's clearly different. Though. Oh, yeah. It's. Yeah. A, I mean, it is a different magic system, but, like, <laughs> there's an MP bar now. But, like, okay. yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, MP instead of cooldowns, stuff like like that it's it's easy to figure out but um overall solid game really enjoying it and uh that's that's that anyway sack, <laughs> sack anime. anime okay so <laughs> i want i want to preface this with i just bought tickets for sack anime did you so i'm gonna talk some shit on sack anime but i'm still excited You're a fucking hypocrite yep exactly i didn't I'm know you were i'm gonna go do that too then fucking, I guess. yeah no well, son of a, <laughs> i thought we were we were full-on boycott sack anime nah, never <laughs> well okay sack anime's got some issues Sure does. I, sure fucking does. And I don't listen. I'm my. Here's where I'm at with Sack Anime. I spent money on the tickets. Yeah, justify this to me. <laughs> I spent money on the tickets. If I don't feel good about it, like if I feel like it is a wrong time to bring this many people together, um, I'm just not gonna go. And I get it. They got my money already. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, you know, I'll talk about it then. I I am excited though, and I'm like on the off chance that, or not on the off chance. I feel like September. Things will be okay. But that said, Sack Anime has kind of made an ass of themselves in the last year. Yes, they have. Um, They've kind of been making them an ass of themselves for a little while now, but the last year was, like, real fucking rough. Yeah. Um, so to start with, uh, Sack Anime, uh, in, in you know, when vaccinations were first kind of rolling out earlier this year, Sack Anime actually shut down a vaccination site yep. uh, for a weekend so that they could do a, not convention, because those weren't legal just yet, but they did a uh, swap meet, I think, yeah. with panels yeah. and cosplay contests mm-hmm. and things very reminiscent of a convention, yeah, um, which is pretty fucked up. Um, well, and, and and it shut it down, and yeah. they're, <laughs> on their Twitter, they talked about how it was like... Uh, well, they weren't going to do it that weekend anyways, and we offered this area so that, or not offered this area, that makes them sound worse than it was, but like, um, that like, hey, you guys can still do it, we'll just be over in this area, and the response is both, okay, where is the documentation that they weren't going to do it that weekend, and also, why would they want to do it in a location where a bunch of people are going to be for this swap meet? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. if, you, if you're a person who cares at all about vaccinations... What are you doing? Like, like you don't want a ton of people there. You yeah, want them to the, like stay in their cars. That's the wrong. That is the wrong weekend to show up for a vaccine when a bajillion people are there. In, yeah, in their uh, fate stay night or fate apocrypha, whatever the fucking popular <laughs> fate series is right now. Costumes, um, grand order. I don't know. It's too many fates. Too many. Too many sabers. Um, too many fates. Too many sabers. Too many coronaviruses. Too many coronaviruses. It's yeah. a bad combination. Yeah. Yeah. No, so and and that's that's dumb, and it's like the there's other stuff that we got to dunk on them for. But the weirdest thing for me with sack anime is that every so I did a I had a project in school where I wrote about um not wrote about I did a whole like case study and design and all this stuff for Crunchyroll. 
and um, their Country Roll Expo that had gone digital. And I was writing oh, yeah. about what they could have done differently and all that stuff. And it had me do a lot of research into other conventions. Because, mm. obviously, with lockdown, everybody had to, like, figure out what they were going to do. Of course. And, like, this last weekend, we had digital fanime. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, every convention that didn't happen, like, immediately... Like, the, the fanime... Happened in May. Lockdown happened in, like, what? April, March, around uh, there. It was March for me. Yeah. March, like, 14. So they didn't really have time to repair. Yeah. But, like, every other convention that had a few months to kind of see this all coming shifted to digital. Totally. You know? And their digital stuff, some was good. Some was just basically, like, a weird Zoom call thing. Yeah. But they made that shift. And SAC Anime made no effort or anything to do anything kind of digital. Yeah. You know, you could have done fan panels. You could have had the staff or the people who run it. Like, just just do, like, just post, like, a video or something. Like, hey, guys, we're really excited. Here's where we're at with Fact Anime. Here's yeah. what we're planning. Yeah. You know? There uh, were a lot yeah. of ways around that, you know, to uh, while also prioritizing, you know, the health of your, your con goers. Yeah. And it's it's... It's weird, and, and Sack Anime, I think, has a certain level of clout amongst, like, voice actors and stuff like that. Like, they, they're able to pull some pretty big names to their convention. It's and still one of the biggest West Coast conventions. Like, yeah. there's this, there's Fanime, and then there's, like, uh, 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 Anime Expo. Yeah, Anime Expo, yeah, yeah. And I think there's something in Washington State at some point in the uh, year. There's, uh... Does, does MAGFest happen there? No, uh, there's the nerd in the fucking sushi bar who goes Garugamesh and what is <laughs> I know that video is, but yeah, <laughs> and that's for an anime convention that happens in Seattle Otakon? oh that sounds right Otakon? I don't know oh. I just know Garugamesh I thought that was just in a classroom I don't know oh. <laughs> I thought it was a sushi bar sure I don't know, I don't know. it's been a couple of years um I have, I've been trying not to think about conventions for a while that's fair um but yeah it's it's weird that they made no effort because like not even to do like a day thing not even to like they seemed committed to this weird swap meet uh-huh. system. And sure, there's safe-ish ways to do it, but the safest way to do it is to not fucking do it. Yeah. I had Kari Pomu Pomu tickets for October last year. <laughs> VIP tickets, might I add. And they just canceled. Yeah. You know? And if there was anything I was going to, like, endanger myself for, it was probably that. <laughs> My my girlfriend and I have tickets for a band called, uh, named Pup. Pup. And Pup. Yeah, huh. P-U-P. And they're, they're like a pop punk band. They're a lot of fun. Okay. Um, we've had these tickets for like a year now. Damn. Because it was going to happen in, uh, uh, like, I want to say like October or something. Obviously, that didn't happen. So they just feel like they've been like pushing it back and back. And it's like maybe this August, I think I get to see them. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad they're like still doing it. My tickets just got refunded. Yeah. Like, refund- just, yeah. I, yeah. I, that's what I thought was had happened. And then my girlfriend was like, no, we still have those tickets. We're <laughs> You're still, still going. on the hook for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, well, the other grievous offense that Zack Anime yeah. made uh, was um, the n- notorious anime voice actor sex pest Vic Mignogna, uh voice of uh, Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Broly from the Dragon Ball Z Broly movies, uh, the protagonist of Disgaea 3, I don't know, some other shit. Um, he is like the, the guest of honor there. He's like the, the big one. Yeah, because well, he's been going for ages. And man, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know he was still going to those. Well, <laughs> I don't fucking go to panels. I went to the I'm last... I'm 30 years old. <laughs> I went to the last... Um, 
I can't. I never remember how to say his last name. I've been saying like Vince McNignong for like Vince Vince McNoggin. Vince McNoggin. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been going to Vince's panels. Yeah. I I, sorry. I've seen him on the panel list for like ages, but Mm -hmm. I I, up until recently I didn't watch Full Metal Alchemist. And that's right. You just watched Full Metal Alchemist for the first time. Yeah, like six months ago, eight months ago, something like that. And uh, and you watched the 2003 version. Yes, yeah. the original. Like version. the boomers we are. We watched Exactly. <laughs> Fuck Brotherhood. <laughs> Get out of here, young nerds. <laughs> and uh but the the thing with it was I went into his panel. I somehow all all anime culture uh, people being mad at this dude just went right over my head. Mm. Didn't didn't hear anything. I go into his panel and you know what fucking sucks? I have so many issues with like anime panels in general, especially with like voice actors and stuff like that. Yeah. I went into his panel and I was like, this panel was so much fun. Really? I had such a great time. He was showing all his projects and stuff. He has a whole series that he's done with like friends where they, they do, they basically a continuation of uh, Star Trek, the original series. Mm. And I don't really give a shit about the original series, but I watched his version and I was like, this is fun. This is Star Trek. I had such a good time with everything that he was showing and all that jazz. And I left that panel like, wow, I can't wait to see another Vince panel. And then, like, I finally looked the dude up online. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> that is a shame. Why can't I have nice things? I mean, it's not, it's not so, like, unless you're, like, you know, in the anime sphere on the internet, which, to be honest, neither of us are, really. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, <laughs> like, unless you're in that sort of community, I guess, like, you're not going to hear about this kind of thing. Like, it, the right. average person doesn't know who the fuck Vince McNoggin is. He's right. just, like, some guy. Yeah, if I go, if I went to Thanksgiving with my family, I was like, have you guys seen Full Metal Alchemist? They'd look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, the best re- the best response you get is like, oh, I got that on Cartoon Network once. Yeah. It was on Adult Swim, right? Like, yeah. 9 o'clock. No, I remember Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, no, I like that movie. Yeah, it's such it's such a shame. And it was it was really funny for a minute where it was like there there they had two tweets back to back. One was trying to defend this weird vaccination swap meet thing, and the other was the announcement that Vic Vic Nignong was coming. Yep. And um, they deleted the Vince one, but for good reason. It was so funny seeing them back to back, where it's just like. They're just ratioed to shit. <laughs> and, and there's just loads of people, just especially in the Vince one, where they're like a lot of Jonah Hill doing the like, you know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, on yeah. his neck, just, you know, moving his hand back and forth. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, a lot of those responses. And like that, that encapsul- encapsulates us perfectly. Yeah. I get feeling some sort of like you owe something to the guy a little bit because he was there early when you were a little convention, but. But fuck him though, he's a piece of but, shit. But fuck him though, it sounds like he's a piece of shit. They had, yeah. they had, they had uh, Charles Martinet, the voice of Ma- Walu- Waluigi okay. and others. Another great panel. That, that, yeah, that that, man, those panels that, are sick. That man is a saint. Yeah. I, I don't know what it takes to get into heaven, but he deserves it. Absolutely. I've, get I've him never, twice to do a victory he, lap. He's so pleasant. The, the pleasantest man. <laughs> I love it. They had, um, they had uh, the voice of uh, Shinji, the original voice of Shinji, not the Netflix one. Uh, from yeah. Evangelion, yeah. um, uh, Spike Spencer, not to be confused with Spike Spiegel. Yeah, Steve Bloom, I don't think has ever shown up to a sack anime. Oh, but, he has. Yeah. And he it has. Was, it was it was a weird mess. Really? <laughs> we uh, I was in line for it, and they did not coordinate where the line would be like very well at all. And oh, at one no. point, they were like, "You guys can't wait in line here." 
and it was like right out front of the place, and none of us fucking moved. <laughs> They're like, you guys Ape. can't wait in line here, it's a fire hazard. And we just stood there. Apes like, together strong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did, and we all got great seats for the Steve Blue Pill. <laughs> fantastic oh yeah oh yeah god it was good holy shit <laughs> that's per- i wish i was at that one damn was, like i just remember like uh i uh, i won't i won't name names but there was a friend who was like i'm not moving no. <laughs> like fuck this and he just like somehow galvanized an entire line <laughs> oh my god that's perfect i didn't know that steve bloom ever showed up to Sac- yeah. or like ever came to sack anime well, and should have fucking known because they put spike spiegel on the fucking bag like the swag bag they put his character on there and then they're like oh we're not gonna coordinate where the fuck we should put a line (laughs) so when everybody gets in line they're like you can't be here it's It's like where the fuck do you think is steve bloom there's there's one person at this convention that everyone wants to see and it's the guy who's in fucking everything yeah (laughs) that dude is in fucking everything he is and also cowboy bebop is like the anime like you know if you want, if you say I like anime, and somebody who you don't know likes anime says, "What's your favorite anime?" You can always get away with saying Cowboy Bebop, and they're Cowboy like, Bebop. "That's a cool guy." Yeah, I mean, I, I I've seen a fair amount of anime, and I still put Cowboy Bebop in my like top five. I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> I think it's great. My girlfriend and I are like very slowly getting through it. I've gotten up to episode nine in the past, but like I'm starting it over with Felicia, and we're at episode four. You watch sub or dub? Uh, sub. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I tried to tell her that, like, because for a, Felicia's seen, like, maybe three or four anime series in her life, um, Mm -hmm. like, all the way through, and she is the hardest sub-purist you'll ever meet. She will not watch anything dubbed ever. And I'm like, this is, like, genuinely, this is a really good dub, actually. Like, Mm -hmm. there are some quality voice actors here, and she's like, no, absolutely not. The the director of the, the, the original anime has said that the dub is the proper version of the show. I think so. Wait, Watanabe said that? I'm pretty sure, yeah. No way. That's what I've heard. That sounds that's what, like I a, believe that's what I heard at that, that Steve Bloom panel that I got great seats <laughs> for. Sure, I believe it. I've never been to a Steve Bloom panel, so you got, <laughs> you got the leg up on me there. Um, also, we might be saying it wrong. It might be Steve Blum. I watched a video of a bunch of people performing the real folk blues remotely. Mm. Um, it was really cool. We should put it in the description just because it's sick. Yoko okay. Kano was on it. Shout uh, out to those guys. Common from the New Jabez songs oh, was... Not shit. Common. C- Common was substantial. What the fuck? Common yeah. wasn't in the video. I heard New Common Jabez, is not I in the... I didn't think this through. He has nothing to do with this. I don't know where the fuck Common came from. Substantial. Well, he, he would probably listen to it at some point. Yeah, probably. Sure. Yeah. Different, different adjective was... <laughs> was in the video bunch of people were in it and uh so was steve bloom and i'm pretty sure he said bloom okay like he said he introduced himself okay i just wanted to to i could be totally get us on that we don't know um at this point if anyone ever wants to listen if you're a viewer of our show if you've enjoyed what we've been putting out and we say something wrong i want you to go down to our comment section and not type anything we don't give a shit (laughs) No, type something, just not that. Type, um, hey guys, love the podcast, XO, uh, less than three, and then sign your name. Yeah. yeah. Or your username, we don't need your real name. That's how we'll know we mispronounced something, and just do that. And yeah. don't tell us what we did. Yeah, let us do the work. You yeah, know? let it's us do the work, and I'm we... sure we'll correct it on the next episode. Oh, we will. Yeah, we got a great correction rate, and always get things right, never have any issues, the Junji Ito episode was perfect. 
Uh, what was wrong? I don't even want to know what was wrong with Regina Vito. <laughs> but you know what? I do need to correct. In a in a previous episode, I said there were. Oh, and I think it was the Space Brothers episode. Okay. In the, previ- in the Space Brothers episode, I said there were 356 individual routes in the Shadow of the Hedgehog game. Oh yeah, yeah. 326. My apologies. You goddamn people. This has shit. been eating me up for like months at this point. I'm so <sighs> sorry, everybody. Dude. I sit around and you know, you know it's fucking great. You get getting away with this dumb bullshit. There's stuff in the Junji Ito episode that I said was just like objectively wrong, <laughs> just like dumb as shit, basic bitch, dumb shit that I said, and um, I sit with that every day. Well, the good news is we have 18 subscribers, <laughs> and and we one day we may get more. Like a clip of us might blow up on Reddit or something. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? And then you'll get blown up for it. You know, you know what's fucking funny? I had this thought the what? other day. I was like, you know, we we beat that subscriber count that I was going for. Like right. I, I think I wanted like 17, so I had more than my random channel that I don't post anything on. I, I we hit like 18 or 19 or whatever, and I was like. Fuck it. Let's just get the most subscribers. <laughs> Let's beat PewDiePie. It's, it's never enough for you. It's it? never enough. No, we need all of them. <laughs> just this like weird sadistic thought of like, how do I get a million subs? And it's like, oh, you have to advertise to children. Oh, I don't want a child. We have to advertise no. to children. We have to say a lot more racial slurs. Oh, uh, well, well, really, all right. Really say, lacking. Hey, Bakri, what's your favorite racial slur? Uh, so what have you been playing lately? <laughs> talked about near <laughs> replicant version 1.22474487139 but what are you playing oh man i have been playing um what have i been playing i've been playing a lot of mass effect they, oh, yeah. they put out the remaster that's right and um <laughs> it's okay it's such a funny fucking feeling for me because i hate ea i hate a lot of their practices Who and I, I try to put my wallet where my mouth is even though i bought fucking i just dunked on sack anime for half an hour and yeah then, wait you try to put your money where your mouth is so and and ultimately what i'm saying is i put my money where my mouth is that's what i say and i don't do that shit at all you buy things that you talk shit about is that yeah, what you mean absolutely i only buy things that i don't I think that's what about. that idiom means I, but I'm, I, into I'm pretty sure it means if you hate something if you're, if you're, and my you, mouth is on EA, I, I vocally hate it. I, I put my wallet on it, and that means I should support and buy what they're doing. That means you have, like, bought the right to talk shit about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, because I bought Sack Anime tickets, my opinion's more valid than yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. yeah. I was buying validi- uh, validation validility. Validity? Like validity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyways, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I looked at it, I was like, all right. EA sucks. I'm not going to buy their remaster. And I sat there for a while and I was like, but God, I can't quit Mass Effect. God, <laughs> I love this original trilogy. That that original trilogy is like, I, get, I, I know I said top five anime. Top five games is that, that fucking trilogy. I could, if right. I had to pick one, I would, but I just slot the whole trilogy so, in there. So one through three is, is Mass Effect. Yeah. And then there's two others. There's two others. Um, it's Metal Gear Revengeance. As number one, and then, and then, then, then Mass Effect hurts. one, two, three, and then Metal Gear Revengeance uh, as number five. Oh, okay, yeah. All so right. it, it sandwiches it there and there, and I, I think that makes me a good game. It's like a palindrome almost. Yeah, um, it's, it's Metal Gear 
Rising Revengeance backwards. Yes. Yeah, and there that's... You go. <laughs> uh, I didn't... I honestly didn't realize until this came out, like, how many people, like, really loved Mass Effect. Like, loved it with, like, in, like, an emotional, like, you know, yeah. this is the shit I grew up with kind of way. When I booted up Mass Effect 1 to play it, the... the this basic fucking song kicks in on the, the start screen, and, like, that nostalgic <laughs> twist that you get when you feel something from your childhood, I got it, and then I pressed the start button, and it made this, like... Boom! Noise, and I was like, oh! <laughs> oh, God, I just, oh! I mean, I played a lot of it's Mass Effect as a teenager. Like, maybe I should, like, I, I'm, I'm honestly curious if I'll, like, get any of that, like, resonate. Because I played a lot of it as a teenager, yeah. too. Like, one and two. I never played three. But, okay. um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll get that. Who knows? Yeah, it's, I honestly, man, I think, like, Mass Effect has issues, and I feel like it's, one of those things where if you didn't like it when you were younger, it might be harder to get into now. But, like, it's it's so rough around the edges. And then all of a sudden it just presents you with this situation. It's like, okay, um, who dies? And you're like, well, I like both those characters. Wait, hold on. When the fuck did this weird-ass game with, like, this janky-ass ragdoll physics and all this stuff just present me with a situation of, like, okay, who's going to die? You had trouble making that choice with... Don't spoil it. Ah, shit. Wait, no. All right, you gotta. You gotta we might that part. end up having to delete that. You gotta, yeah, okay. yeah, you gotta bleep that part. Because, All right, I'll bleep it. Because I'm my big thing is I'm very excited to get uh, my girlfriend Bernadette to play it. Oh, and, and she's gonna listen to this part. She's gonna listen to this part. Okay. And I really, I'm so excited to see what she chooses. I one of my the favorite things about Mass Effect. There uh, is a right and wrong answer. <laughs> just so you know. There, there kind of it. There really is. Oh, there yeah, is. yeah. Especially on this playthrough, I was like, what? Anyways, um, I, I got to uh, my thing where a lot of my nostalgia comes from is I had a couple friends uh, who were playing it at the same time as me, but uh, we would play the Mass Effect Three multiplayer like every night. Damn. And then we would play the story mode on our own time. And uh, I was working with one of the people and uh, she was dating another friend at the time. Uh And so I was just hearing about their choices in the story (laughs) mode. Like at certain moments in three, like I had a friend who was like, yeah, I cried. Like that was, that was beautiful. That hit me hard. And there's, there's choices now playing Mass Effect three as an adult. Like as a younger person, I was very much a trolley problem kind of guy. Like it's, you do, like, one option is, like, one person dies and the other person... It's, you know, it's strictly a numbers thing when it came to, like, life and death. Sure. Right? And as I've gotten older, not that Mass Effect is super responsive to this, but I'm just, like, there's oftentimes a third option. There's a way to save everyone. Yeah. You know? And if you just spend a little time and think about it, you can figure it out, you know? And I just have more respect for life now as a person who's no longer working in retail. <laughs> Um, than I did back then, you know? It's not strictly numbers. It's, how, how do we get everybody to be okay? See, that's know? the thing that kind of worries me about, like, revisiting Mass Effect, is because, like, you know, when I first played Mass Effect, I had, like, no... No frame of reference for politics, really. Like, I thought politics was that thing that, like, stupid people talked about, and I was like, I'm, I'm 15, and I'm way above that, or 16, however old I was. Um... And now, like, I'm not saying I am well-read or well-learned by any means, but I know more, and I'm kind of afraid to see what mass, what EA thinks is a good guy and a bad paragon and renegade, like, what they think is good politically, because, I mean, it is a very politically charged game at the end of the day. Yeah. And, yeah. and there, there is some jank. Like, the paragon is 
sometimes you're a good guy and sometimes you're just straight up a cop. Mm. You know, like you're you're like, yeah, the system's not broken. It just has some issues. I read that know? Paragon is like pretty much peak like liberal centrist type. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 not every moment, but a lot of the times it is like sometimes it is like, hey, we don't have to just go down this path of like this trolley problem path. Like, let's find a different avenue. That's yeah. that's Paragon sometimes. But Renegade sometimes is like really fun where you're like, yeah, let's kill it. Like, let's kill all these like bad dudes. And, yeah. then, and then the character's like, I can't wait to soak in their blood. And it's like, what the fuck did you just say, Shepard? Yeah. Like, Renegade is just space racist, right? Space racist a lot of the time. Yeah. Too. And in Mass Effect 2, it's really rough because you just come across like the game railroads you pretty hard. And it, it I think Mass Effect 2 is especially expects you to be a Paragon player. Mm-hmm. And when you're, when you play Renegade, you just come across as like a crybaby where you're like, I don't like having aliens on my ship. I don't like going to these places. I don't want to go where the elusive man tells me. And it's like, <laughs> well, and other characters just have to be like, dude, we have to do it. It's what is required. Otherwise, they're going to kill all the other people. We have to go. And you're just like, I don't want to. Like, you just, you're like a racist crybaby. <laughs> it's the worst. And everyone still believes in you for some reason. Because you're the Spectre? You're, you're a Spectre, you're yeah. You're a Spectre. And that's, that's the other thing that's, like, fucked up playing it as an adult. It's like, there's this whole system of, like, yeah, you're Judge Dredd. Like, yeah. just go do that. And it's like, there's no evaluation of, like, how that's fucked up. Like, like you are chasing after a Spectre who they didn't want to kill because... He's a specter. And yeah. it's like, so this system's fucked. You yeah. can't have people who just get unlimited extrajudicial, like, fucking killing. And they're like, no, it's fine. It's just that dude, Sarah. That dude's a bad dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, listen, I'm not saying it's perfect, but <laughs> it does get you with some good decisions. You sure, know, like, sure. there's like, what does it mean to be alive? What is sentience? What is, what does it mean if you are at a crossroads and you have to choose between two people? Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting a lot of the times and the world is just so beautiful and like, that's true. It's a very pretty game. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a pretty game and like, it's very well fleshed out. Like anything that they don't explain through dialogue, you can look up in the codex and like, it's just like how, uh, element zero works and how all these other physics items works. I love it. I'm, I'm totally consumed by Mass Effect. I had a, I had a sociology teacher in in college um who she she had us do the whole like you know introduce yourself to the class first day of school or like first day of the semester kind of thing and um like you know i went up and she said and i'd had one of her classes before and she was like you got some hobbies and i was like you know because i learned all this about you last time and i said oh i like video games quite a bit and she said what you playing i said mass effect 2 and she said who you're romancing and i just like didn't really answer right away she said it's miranda isn't it I was like, <laughs> might be. And she said, yeah. I didn't, I expected better from you, Bakari. Sit down. Yeah, ass effect character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know any better. I didn't know what people were saying about that character. So, you know what the she funny... She was just the one normal human one. <laughs> and I didn't appreciate Jack at the time. I like Jack a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's so... So this, this playthrough, I'm not romancing anybody. Mm. Like, I just want to see what the game is like as, like... No fucking weird ass sex scene. Like, how do I relate to everybody as a friend? Right. And <laughs> it's so fucking funny to me because I was able to shoot down. I'm playing as a male character, and I was able to shoot down Liara. But uh, I said I would get a drink with Ashley, oh. and Ashley was just like 
I didn't have a dialogue option that wasn't horny after that one, where it's like, do you still think about me? What about this? What about me? What about... It's like, shut up. I don't want to date her. She kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> she very much sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mass Effect's a good time. I might pick great, that up. You, a, you might have just talked me into it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, like I said, EA, garbage company, but... God damn, I can't quit Mass Effect. It's so good. <laughs> and it's so nice having, like, them, and it's got all the DLC and shit, and a bunch of it I didn't play. Uh, EA's good. I love EA. EA has no problems. Hey, you uh, know that Star Wars game they put out it didn't have any microtransactions? Well, and I love... I miss the one that did, you know? Let me buy my way to power. There you go. I need that sense of accomplishment and pride. Wow, yeah, actually, I think that's actually what they said. I, yeah. I had forgotten all yeah, about that. Yeah, the highest upvoted you. comment ever. What? Really? No, the highest downvoted, if we're talking really. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that I thought that was a YouTube... Wait. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I remember now. It's like an AMA or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not hip to the... You gotta, what, you gotta what get gets, hip, dude. Not, not hip to Reddit these days. I'm just hip to video games. Reddit's a hellhole, so I've avoided Oh, yeah. It. Reddit, the only thing that Reddit does for me is, like, sometimes I need... I need an answer on something tech inclined. Yeah. Sometimes just in general. And on my Google search, I will put Reddit at the end of the, at the end of the query and usually get a better answer. Yeah. Reddit's, Reddit's good for tech advice. Yeah. I'm on, um, I'm on Reddit for, there's a total Warhammer three coming out later mm. this year and I'm way too hyped for it. That's like, exciting. like irresponsibly hyped for it. And a big part of the Reddit is, so there's this Russian faction, Russian inspired faction called Kislev. Okay. And they have, this is the coolest fucking thing. It is mortars pulled by bears and the bears uh, and the mortars are sitting on this like magic sheet of ice that is like magically summoned. And so the bears are pulling the sheet of ice with mortars on it to okay. go kill demons. That sounds great. There's demons on Warhammer? Yeah. Hella oh, demons. Crazy. Oh, that's okay. like a huge thing. Wow. Okay. And, and this whole, thought was just rats. This, this whole third game, just hella demons. Sick. It's okay. all about the four chaos gods of all. So you have this like, it's bears pulling mortars, and the mortars are on this magic ice, and everyone's like, "That's unrealistic." Um, <laughs> I want, I want the the mortars to be on like these wagons that have wheels, so that the bo- bears can pull them that way. It's like, but it's magic ice. But it's magic ice. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And it's in this universe where there is a fucking like pirate ship zombie Gundam that just has like cannons for arms and like. It fucking rules, and there's so much shit like that that rules, and then it's like, this this human faction has just, like, a little bit of magic and fantasy, and people are like, mm, no, no, they're fucking up. This is supposed to have wheels, it's supposed to be a wagon, like, we went God wrong. damn it! We went wrong somewhere. There was a time, like, I've I've always been of the, the school of thought that, like, you somebody, a video game character using something for a thing that it's absolutely not meant to be used for is always sick as hell. Like, Sonic Adventure 2, the very beginning of it, Sonic grabs a piece of metal from the helicopter he's escaping from, and then he uses it as, like, a snowboard to, 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 quote, snowboard down the streets, uh, the hills of San San Francisco, pseudo-San Francisco area. Like, that's sick as hell. Guilty Gear, there's a, there's a dude... Oh, Guilty Gear's just full of that shit. There's a dude who, like, whacks people with the flag. There's a, uh, there's a lady what hits people with a giant magical key, but not, not like in a Kingdom Hearts kind of way. It's like really big. You got Eno hitting people with guitars. With a guitar. You got whatever the pool player guy is. Oh, uh, Venom. Yeah, Yeah. Venom. Venom's sick. Yeah, he's just beating the shit out of, like, a sword guy with a pool, pool cue. 
Fuck yeah. It's fucking Dr. Faust, he's got that giant, humongous scalpel. It's like yeah. a seven-foot scalpel. Yeah. It's sick. I love that. So, like, when, when people say, like, well, that should be a wagon, not a giant sheet of ice, it's like, what happened to you? Like, yeah. <laughs> where, where did your sense of joy go? Um, you know what else is fucking cool, dude? What's that? Is a fucking, like, imagine, like, a samurai who okay. had, like, prosthetic arms, and he could okay. pull off those arms, and they would have, like, blades in them. That sounds and sick. And he would just be able to fight demons all day. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Dororo now, I think. <laughs> Good transition. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Do- you know what? Uh, you know what's fucking cool as hell? Fucking Dororo. Dororo was sick as shit. Like, yeah. I knew it was going to be good, but, like, I, I'm, like, itching to go home and watch more of that. I think I gotta get my girlfriend into it so I can keep watching it, like, you know, outside of work hours. <laughs> yeah, no, or we just have to do more episodes. Yeah, we'll just have watching. an, uh, yeah. Yeah, keep <laughs> watching, as an excuse to watch more. This is no longer an anime <laughs> podcast, it is a Dororo, uh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's so God. good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so spoiler alert to what we're probably gonna rate it, but. Total yeah, garbage. Total garbage. Fuck this it. show's shit. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, I just hate the, I, I hate how unrealistic it is. I you hate know? how fucking he, cool it is. Yeah, and how he, sick the action is. Like when he was like doing all these sick flips and jumping and fighting the trash demon yeah. thing, I was like, that doesn't make any sense because one, how does he jump that far? And two, uh, demons aren't uh, real outside of hell unless like, you know, you've committed a great sin. Yeah. So it's just like, come on guys. This sucks. It just, it doesn't, it just doesn't work. And that's the end of the podcast. So what do you got to promote? (laughs) (laughs) So you can find me on (laughs) twitter.com forward slash Bakfu. I might change that URL soon and this will be outdated, but I haven't yet. So, (laughs) so it goes. All right. Well, no, this real talk, this show rules. It does. Yeah. It's straight up jokes aside. This, this is fucking great. Yes. And you're going to like with our fucking, uh, Keep your hands off Azokin. We are just going to fucking gush for like the next hour, two hours, eight hours, however long this fucking podcast is. There's a lot of gushing to do. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so excited. So we're talking about the anime Dororo. Dororo. Not Doro Hidoro. No. We're talking about Dororo. Correct. The, this is based on the uh, 1960-something manga by Osamu Tezuka, uh, who also made... Astro Boy, Blackjack, and other things. Yeah, and it's it's fucking wild because it's very different than what he originally did. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I read like a little bit of the original Dororo, like two chapters maybe, and it's very cartoony. It looks kind of like a cross between Steamboat Willie and Popeye, but like a little more anime. Yeah, and it's like a little. It's darker than his other stuff, from yeah. what I've heard, but. I don't know about Astro Boy. It's definitely a t- smidge darker than Blackjack, but Blackjack is also a little like messed up in a similar way. Yeah, and I, I will say at least for for my part, I the understanding I have of the difference between the original Dororo and uh, the one that we just watched, I have entirely from a mother's basement video. So <laughs> yeah. I have not read any of the nineteen sixty something. Uh, uh, anime or the manga. So, yeah. 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 My, my experience with the manga was like very limited and very long ago. Um, but it is, it is like the story seems more or less the same, but like, you know, they take a lot of, a lot of liberties with like the finer details that like, as we watch in the mother's, mother's basement video, like definitely changes the tone and like the, the themes of it quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so for anybody that's listening to this 
and refuses to watch the show. What is generally what is Dororo about? So Dororo is about uh, the samurai Hyakimaru, whose father Daigo Kagemitsu. Um, wow! It it sounded like I was reading that. I just that's yeah. Yeah, no, we're just looking at my uh, Google Keep notes. I think so. it means three shadows. Okay. Um. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll trust you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um. So Daigo Kagemitsu makes a deal with the either twelve or forty eight demons. Mm-hmm. And the subs we watched, I'm pretty sure it said twelve, yep. but others have said forty eight, and forty eight sounds right. Like that's what I remember too. So like. It remembers the strong word. Anyway. We could have missed something. Some That's amount of demons. Of yep, he yep. makes a deal with some amount of demons. A multiple <laughs> of 12. Yep. That uh, he wants to be the ruler of the land because there's all this famine and disease going on. It's very not good. And he also wants power. Like, let's be real. So he makes this deal. You can have anything you want. And, you know, just do that for me. And when his son is born... They, like, the, the 48 or 12 demons, between 12 and 48 demons, show up and they take all this baby's shit. They take his arms and his legs and his nose and his, and his tongue and his, and his ears and his skin and his fucking everything. Yeah, he's basically looks like a torso, head, and, like, muscles. He looks like the Binding of Isaac baby, but with, like, no arms. Well, he's not a baby. But he looks like Isaac from the Binding of Isaac, but with, like, no skin and no arms or legs. Um, and he can't cry because he has no eyes. Um, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. So he's like defenseless too. He can't like cry those like projectile. <laughs> yeah, he's got no tears. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, he's supposed to, they give him to the, the somebody to like go drown, but like, you know, she's not going to drown him because who's going to drown a fucking baby that's fucked up? Yeah. So she harsh. puts him on a boat, all Moses style, and then he's found by a, pro- a prosthetics guy who makes him a whole new body pretty much, uh, with sword arms and it's sick. And uh, he's got to go around fighting those demons uh, so that he can get his body parts back. Yeah, yeah, it is a prosthetic samurai fighting demons, and it fucking rules! It's sick. This is, again, like what we were saying earlier, this is a premise that, on its surface, if you were thinking about this realistically, it doesn't make a ton of sense, you know? Yeah, he can see souls and shit like that, but, dude, this, you're, you're dealing with a person who, like, he can't hear, he can't, whatever. This show rules. Yeah. And I love it. It's sick. It's yeah. so, so good. Yeah. So, um, episode one deals with the the main uh, the name of the show is Dororo is not the name of the prosthetic samurai, but is the name of uh, like a, his child friend. He's a spunky sidekick kid yep. character. He's a real rascal. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of that episode, so the first episode deals with how... Um, Mr. No Name, I'm going to fuck up his real name because it's more than like a syllable. <laughs> Hyakimaru. 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 Uh, it's, it's how he kind of gets into his situation mm-hmm. to a certain extent, but mostly deals with, oh my God, the hiccups, Bless deals you. with Dororo. By the way, we're, if you can believe it, we're drinking beer right now. Who, who would have guessed? Yeah. Wild thing. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Um, so it deals with Dororo, and I really like Dororo. At a, at a, as a contrast to, um, I'm going to immediately lose it, Mr. No Name, because uh, <laughs> I, I like the, the two, because he's very talkative, he's very excited, and he's very confident about mm-hmm. everything that he does. Whereas, like, we've got our prosthetic samurai who can't speak, can't hear, can't see, all of these, like, sort of issues, but, like, is this incredible fighter mm-hmm. and does all these different things. And it, it, the way those two 
work together, I absolutely love. It's got kind of a... Have you ever seen Afro Samurai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's got kind of an Afro Samurai... Like, Afro and Ninja Ninja kind of vibe. Like, Afro is such a, a quiet character that he needs Ninja Ninja to, like more or less say what he's thinking or, like, comment on the situation because they, we know that Afro is not going to. That, like, you know, kind of works double for Hyakimaru and Dororo because, like, you know, Hyakimaru literally can't talk, see, smell, taste, anything. Right. Um, so, like, you know, not as not only is Dororo kind of, like, his eyes and ears uh, and, like, his sort of connection, like, his ability to interact with people, but, like, also he's, he's the person that we attach to and we go, like, oh, okay, like, you know, we can see the world through his eyes, and we can see all the crazy shit Hyakimaru does through his eyes. Right, and it, it works really well with Dororo, too, because um, he, as they, they meet the, the character, the, the blind monk, or the blind... I don't think he ever has a name. The, right? I don't think he's ever said his name. Yeah, but the, the, the blind monk who can talk and can explain what um, Hyakimaru is going through... Um, it's like Doro serves as a really fun character in a contrast and also the audience's ability to understand what is happening in the show mm -hmm. because Hyakimaru can see souls. Yes. And that's how he, so if you have like a white soul, you're like a, like a good person, you're generally okay. But if you're like hostile or if you're like a demon, you, you have this like red silhouette to you. Yes. And There's other colors, like green, which I haven't quite been able to place. Like, I don't know where that works on the spectrum. They might have explained it, but we may have been making, like, jokes during that time. It's one of the difficulties of watching the show together I wouldn't again. put that past us, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it didn't seem like a huge, huge issue. Yeah. But to not fully understand all the colors. But the gist of it is, he can tell who people are in a Matrix slash Daredevil movie sort of vibe. Quite so. You know? Quite so. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked this first episode. Um, I really liked the animation on this show. I did not think it was going to be like, I thought this was like some kind of like, cause it's based on this older show. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, it's gotta be just kind of this lower budget thing, but like, no, no. oh my God, the animation's good. I, I really expected. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know what I expected, but like, I mean, Studio Mappa has been like around for a while. Yeah. Like, you know, they've been, they've sort of become the go-to name for like any big action thing they did the most recent run of hajime no ippo they did seasons three and four of attack on titan they did fucking doro hey doro they're gonna That's, do chainsaw I'm, I'm wearing Man. my doro hey doro shirt that so. you are i'm wearing a sonic shirt but i mean what yeah. else is name? um i got a sonic mask <laughs> well, in my pocket too yeah and and that's the the I, okay, I love Studio Trigger. I don't dislike anything that they've really made, for the most part. Did you ever watch Kiznaiver? Uh, only a little bit. We should move an episode on that sometime. Okay, you know, but maybe like, that's a good way to go. I, we might have to watch the whole thing. That might be one of them uh, we gotta, okay. like, do the whole thing on. Yeah, we got a lot of those planned, unfortunately. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into this at the end. Yeah, we did um, one. We did Chainsaw Man. Well, we, we've got other plans, unfortunately. That's right. <laughs> God damn it. Um... But anyways, um, keep an I, ear out for that Attack on Titan episode. I I, I have really, thoughts. <laughs> I really like um, Studio Mappa because I feel like every like it's so funny that like I was like, oh Dora hey Dora, it's really really good, and you're like, no no, no I want we should watch Dororo, and it's like <laughs> we still got the same studio right yeah. as far as like. Oh, we both want to watch this really cool show. Yeah, you know, and they're doing like Jujutsu Kaisen. They're doing. That's right. um, they're gonna do Chainsaw Man and mm -hmm. all that. Like this podcast, I think will very quickly turn into just like a okay, what is Mappa released podcast? Mappa school dropouts. There's... Yeah, I, absolutely. Because like they, uh, 
I don't every I haven't seen every map of show, but everything that I've seen is like real top tier for me. I've I've never seen one that's been like even even anywhere close to like bad. Like there's been yeah. there's been some that I've enjoyed a lot more than others. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen one that I was like not that, that like I had any problem with the action sequences in. Oh yeah, right. Like yeah. Even, even, like even Dora Hatero is like that's got that weird kind of Netflix animation to it. And even then, I was like, this works for this like weird like kind of punk like grungy kind of show that's the thing i said the same thing about um about berserk 2016 there's a lot of problems with berserk 2016 and it wasn't done by mappa that's not the connection i'm trying to draw but like that sort of like you know almost grungy style does work really well for like those sorts of more like you know crusty nasty kind of show like plots you know in settings yeah um and i think they really as as like weird as that may be like as as you know sort of a be- negative association we've had with like other not so great anime uh in that style i think that style really works for Dora Hedora like a lot absolutely yeah yeah that that is a very like the whole time i was watching it, i was like this feels like i'm sure it was high budget or whatever but like this feels like a very punk show sure and it know? should this is yeah. the perfect like look at the fucking manga i mean yeah i just bought the first issue oh sick yeah hell yeah I, I read it's most in of that little bag over there, so clearly I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I only own it. Well, it's a it's a good time nonetheless. Um, also, I mentioned Berserk. I would be remiss if if I didn't say uh, rest in peace to uh, Mr. Kentaro Miura. This is a real tragedy. But oh, is uh, he the, the the author died? Or? Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, the the author. I'm of... not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're not. Um, yeah, the author of Berserk passed away um, May 6th. Uh, oh. I don't quite know the, the cause of death, uh, nor do I really, you know, I, I don't need to know. Um, but yeah, I, Berserk is something really special. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a real shame that he passed away. Yeah, I know you've always been a huge Berserk guy, so that's such a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it doesn't have an ending or anything, right? Eh, it's one of those things that like, you know, yeah, it didn't end, but like we, yeah, Personally, I've gotten what I needed out of it, and, like, you know, I'm, I just got all the uh, deluxe editions, and I'm looking forward to, like, reading through it proper. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's, 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 he was a real master of his craft, and it's a, it's a shame to see him go. Yeah. No, yeah. that's rough. Yeah. And it's a real shame how, like, being a manga artist really drives people into the ground. Like, just the, the God. horrific work, what conditions that they put themselves through. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I, you know, as Junji Ito fan number one over here. Um, it's it's I, I watched like a documentary or something about like his work schedule and things like that. And God damn, I I, I can I can understand crunch to a certain extent. Sure. Right? Like uh, when I made that that music video, however many maybe the last podcast, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Whenever I made it, um, I had to crunch to get it done. Yeah. And but that was my choice that was my thing that i was doing and like i can i can put in a 10 hour or 12 hour day or something you know sure. like back to back but like when you got to do that like every day just to fucking get that done that's that's brutal and that's uh, you know it's inhuman like people can't do that shit people can, do it, people can do it for a couple days you can push yourself a little bit here you know i don't i don't think there's an issue with that necessarily as long as your boss isn't making you do it if you're <laughs> pushing yourself and you're working 12-hour days for, like, three or four days, you can make it happen. Yeah. But goddamn doing that for more than, a, like, four days. There's, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's manga artists who have been doing that for a yeah. while. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, Masashi Kishimoto, the guy who wrote all the Naruto manga, I don't think 
if he missed a week, I never heard about it. You know what I mean? Like he right. was all like it's weekly updates with Shonen Jump. Yeah. You know, and those and those aren't short. And no, like, putting all that stuff together, even with like some people to help you, that's a lot of fucking work. What? Again, you can push yourself, but if if pushing yourself becomes the regular thing. That's a hellscape. That's fucking awful. Yeah, that's not. It's not. I mean, we talked about this before with re, with regards to video games. It's not crunch anymore when right. it's a regular part of your routine. Yeah. If if your regular routine is working sixty to seventy hours a week on something that's like not entirely yours or something, oh god, that sucks. Yeah, um, I've only had to do like push myself like that. Like I've been fortunate. I've only had to do that a few times in my life. Yeah, but like I I left. You know, speaking of graduating and everything, I had one semester where, like, I I had to do that for, like, two weeks straight, Oof, basically. And rough. at the end of it, I got irrationally angry. Yeah. Like, I got just, just uh, like, I hate everything. I don't, like, just, I, if you would have, it was three in the morning, which was the only, like, saving grace. Or three or, you know, it was probably closer to, like, five in the morning. And I was just like, if any person were to have to deal with me, I would have fucking, <laughs> you wouldn't be my friend anymore. Right. I would have been an absolute nightmare person. Right. You know? Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's serious. And it, it causes real health problems. I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't, I certainly don't know enough to, like, you know, say that, that Mira's, Mira's death was the cause, uh, or that was the cause of Mira's death or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, it certainly couldn't have helped. Um, I feel so bad. I never remember his first name. Togashi, the guy who wrote Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter. Yeah. He is like on like just constant bed rest because yeah. of the like the damage that that mangaka lifestyle has done to him, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a real shame. Like these are people who make some of my favorite things in the world and I want better for them. I want less chapters less often with worse art because I want them to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I will take Jinji Ito shit over uh him having to just work himself to the boat yeah he's such a nice guy yeah. too every interview i've ever seen with him he just seems like so humble and so nice and so appreciative of where he is mm-hmm. and it's like this man should never suffer <laughs> and it's the same for every- i've never read a mongrel where i was like work harder yeah. you know what a fucking nightmare yeah i mean to to make a, a manga series in whatever capacity is like a Herculean feat. And yeah. I respect the hell out of anybody who does that. And I want, you know, I want them to be able to live happy and fulfilling <laughs> lives outside of their careers. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Nothing rest in peace, Biura-san, you know, going to miss you a lot. Um, but yeah, just, God. I wanted to, I didn't mean to throw this all off the rails, but like, you know, no, wanted, well, felt listen, right to say that. We're, this is, I feel like this is the thing of our podcast. Anytime we can talk about, I don't know, Something like, other than the thing we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> talking about the other thing we're talking about. But I feel like you and I also have, like, passion about, like, labor issues and, like, how people should be treated. Very true. And things like that, you know. Anyways, all right, let's get back into Dororo. Right. Uh, episode <laughs> two? Episode two. So, episode two. Just to get us all back on track, Dororo rules. Yes. His fighting demons, his fucking pulling off his arms to reveal swords. Yes. All of this shit fucking rules. All sick. It's all sick, sick as hell. All cool. Um, also, he he kills a demon in the first episode, and he grows his skin back. Yeah. And he's got and that, a face now. And that's kind of the theme of this show, is that he's getting things back as he kills this demon. Because yes. he, he had nothing but, like, baby bones, baby muscle... And like a torso and a head, and that was about it. Pretty much. And he's recovering all of these other things by killing demons. Yes. If he kills the demon that has his thing, then he gets that thing back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so episode two kind of starts to establish like how 
Episode one is kind of the the perfect episode one for me, where cool things happen, and then in episode two they explain how it works. Totally, and you should always keep your episode one exciting and your episode two a little more expositiony. Absolutely. And so, uh, let's see. This is the episode with it's got the blind monk, blind guy who kind of explains how Dororo probably sees souls. Yes, because that's how he sees souls. Yes, and. Turns out, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Because yeah. we're the audience, so. Um, and this is the one with the uh, the village. Uh, yeah. that they, they need someone to uh, eradicate some monster uh, what's been showing up and, and causing some harm. Yeah. And uh, Dororo uh, gets the great idea that Yakimaru is a hell of a fighter. Let's go take care of that thingy. <laughs> get us some money for the road, you know? Yeah, and we were making jokes during it. I was like, I need to hire this, like, child hype man. <laughs> I'm looking for jobs right now. Like, I want somebody who's going to be like, this guy can take care of things. He's hella good. And I don't want to say anything. I just yeah. want this child hype man to do everything. You just got to stand there looking tough, yeah. looking capable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. the best graphic designer. He's, like, designed hella stuff. He's so good. I'm just going to stand there, like, arms crossed, like, yeah, yeah my portfolio is back there if you want to deal with it. You don't even say that. The kid's going to bring the portfolio out for you. Oh, you just, there we go. There we go. Yeah. You nonstop eye contact with whoever the kid's talking to. Wait for go. them to break it. That yeah. shows submission yeah, on Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it'll be because it also because I'll have fake eyes. Exactly. Because so. you'll have fake eyes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can't even tell where I'm looking. <laughs> um, Sounds good for a graphic designer, I think. <laughs> yeah, you don't need eyeballs. No. Graphic designers. Yeah. It's all intuition and like whatever AI is going to replace us. Just vibes. Just vibes. Just vibes. But it's... I liked this episode. It's it's got one of those classic twists where it's like you're in a village and they like you, but oh, uh, the things thing that, aren't as they, they seem. seem. Yeah, and it's, it 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 still works with the the episode really yeah. well. And it, it, this show kind of has this really good monster of the week kind of vibe, very much so to it. And I love monster of the week. Absolutely, you get, you get a different theme every week. You get to, you get a little bit into the characters every week, and you're like. You never have that like weird filler, yeah. You know, where it's like every episode, something is happening because they're fighting something, you know. And the the thing I really like about like this is just kind of what I like about the monster of the week formula in general. Like when it's done right, is that like each monster of the week does something to like it acts as a foil for the the characters. Like we get to learn a little bit more about Hyakimaru and kind of like you know his capability as far as like uh, for lack of a better word, like a demon hunter. Um, you know, he sees a demon and he's like, that's not the one I'm looking for. That one doesn't have any hostility towards me. Doesn't swing. Yeah. But then like when he sees a human, like what looks like a human, but he knows that it's a demon because he can see her soul. Like he's, he's ready to go. It's yeah. on site. On that, site. That's the whole thing is he can recognize that the, the, the Lord of this village is a demon and everybody else is like, no, get the fuck out. Like, yeah. stop, dude, come on. And they like arrest him and like the other people. And, um, but you know, it's cause he can see souls. He yeah. Can, he can see what's going on. Exactly. I, this episode also is really fun because it's like, uh, you have Dororo who's like pushing on, uh, Hyakumaru who's like, don't know, this is a nice lady. <laughs> yeah. But again, Dororo cannot see souls. Yeah. Like he's a regular ass kid. So yeah, he doesn't see that. Oh no, this person's a demon. Yeah. yeah. And we learn more about like how Hyakimaru like sees the world because of that. Yeah. Like, cause you know, the blind, the blind swordsman kind of acts as that, like, you know, gives us an in to that. Cause he Absolutely. can, he can see the way that Hyakimaru does, but he can talk like a person who wasn't dismantled as a baby. So 
you know, <laughs> best of both worlds there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love I love their their dynamic there. Yeah. And I it, like it, the blind monk a lot. He's it, a cool the blind character. the blind monk is a ton of fun because not only is he super badass, but it's also there's the, <laughs> we were we were talking about it. There's this weird dynamic between the three of them mm-hmm. where Hyakimaro can write in Japanese. Yes. The blind man can read that Japanese. With his hands. With his hands. Dororo cannot read or write Japanese. So between the three of them, they can start to communicate with each other. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. And that's where you learn that it's really the end of episode two where you start to learn that Hyakimaru is named Hyakimaru. Before yes. that, it's like, what's your name? He literally has no ability to respond. Yeah. Yeah, he literally, like, writes in the dirt, Hyakimaru, and then Dororo's like, well, what's that say? I don't, I don't know how to read. Yeah. And then Blind Monk has to feel the words in the in the dirt in order yep. to translate. Like, yeah. very uh, handicapable bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's it's about teamwork. Yes, I, I very much appreciate, so. It's like Star Trek. It's not any one person is perfect. It's that how they work together. It's true. You know? It's true. <laughs> Darkest and, Dungeon, Final Fantasy... <laughs> any jrpg really i like shows where no person is perfect and like it's how they work together that makes everything work yeah you definitely know? um that's that's what i that's what i like that's what that's what i'm into and that's what's so fun about dororo to a certain extent because even though the blind monk guy isn't a permanent cast member he's not always there he is there a lot and he does add a lot to the the dynamic he shows up like Every other episode, more or less, like yeah. just kind of, he's like, "Oh, hey, you guys again? How fancy that? Let's travel for a bit, and then yeah. like fucks off at some point, <laughs> you know?" Um, yeah, very cool character, yeah. big fan, absolutely. So, episode three is a flashback to how uh, Hyakimaru like got his body parts and things like that, and it it deals with mostly through the viewpoint of this man who is making prosthetic limbs for yes. people who was on one side of a war and really regrets being a part of that war. He's a war criminal, pretty much. He's a war criminal. Crucified people, literally. Like, nailed them to crosses. Yeah, and he feels terrible about it. And his life now is about, like, helping people and trying to just forget the fucking war crimes that he did. Yeah. Not that he feels like it's okay that he did those things, but that, like, I have to die one day. I don't, I'm not. I don't, I don't yeah. know that his goal was necessarily to forget. Because, like, what he said, like, because he throws himself off a Not cliff. to forget. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he attempts suicide and is saved by some, some random passers-by. And he takes that as a sign, like, from the Buddha. Thank you. From the Buddha or whatever else, like, that his work is not done just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sets up a, a like, you know, a, a clinic, so to speak. And he helps people who have been affected by the war. Um, and like when he's confronted about this, he basically says like, you know, I would never flatter myself with the idea that I could atone for my sins, but I want to do as much as good as I can before I pass. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a fun story because it's, or fun, it, as fun as a story, this dark can be because yeah. it, it, it gives a lot of personality to this person who is, for lack of a better term like he is he uh Maru's father yeah he's you know, he very much his father figure kid. yeah yeah and Hyakimaru like can't respond he can't do all sorts of things because he is you know incapable of those things he doesn't have those body parts but you know he's able to fight demons and um the prosthetic man you know uh is like I, I have to train him out of fight because demons are showing up to try to... Because that's the other thing, is that the demons are trying to get 
what is left of Hiyakimaru. Yes. Like, they're not... It's not enough that they got the body parts that they got. They want the rest of it. Yes. And so the demons are going to be hunting him forever. Yep. That's just... Not... I mean, I want, I can't help but wonder if maybe Berserk like took a little bit of, like, influence from that. Because that is a very guts thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it like... Would, it would make sense, because this is an old manga. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is from, like, the 60s. This way yeah. predates, like, anything else that we're familiar with. You right. Know? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like it's he's no matter where he goes, no matter what he does, he's always going to be hunted down by demons. Uh, the prosthetic man realizes this, and so he trains them in the way of the sword, and then just kind of makes his arms swords at some point, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because he he realizes that it's it's not enough that I can like teach you how to do things like like uh, Hiyakimaru like proves very quickly that he's like a very capable person with his prosthetic lens yeah. it's like okay i have to i have to really give you every advantage i can because you you're facing hell yeah. right now you know literally yeah yeah, yeah absolutely but it's a good episode because you see him a, he set up a little bit earlier you don't exactly know who he is but i really i i appreciate this episode there's there's a part where a a character is ready to kill him because he was a part of the other side of the war, and in that war, his father died. Yes. You know, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to kill you, you killed my father. And he's like, let me help this other person. And it's really this, like, human moment where it's like, here's this person who did something bad in the past. They're trying to redeem themselves, but can you forgive them? Yeah. You know, for what they did? And in the end, the person doesn't kill them, but is like, I'm not going to take any gifts from you. I'm not going to take anything. And just leaves, he, they leave their prosthetic leg behind, and it's like, it's a very human, like, how do you deal with somebody who, in the past, was a terrible person and is trying to redeem themselves? Do yeah. you kill them? It's, or do you, like, how do you, yeah. yeah. I love that. I, I think it's very, it's super interesting. And it's this kind of constant theme throughout, like, this idea of, like, you know, just, like, whatever period i'm no expert on japanese history sengoku period whatever like you know the that sort of period in japan where like you know there's just constant wars going on between all these different clans and houses and stuff like a lot of the people who ended up paying the price for that were ordinary people like yeah. you know villagers and whatnot um who yeah. didn't have that sort of access that like others would have had um and like it's this concept of like the things that are happening to you the tragedies that are befalling you are not your fault but they're still your problem and how do you deal with that? And how do you, like, you know, go through that while still remaining that part of, like, you know, remaining, for lack of a better term, a good person? Like, right. how do you navigate the ethical pitfalls of that? Yeah. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't do that. Well, they end up doing things that, like, you know, end up, they, they live to regret or that, you know, end up hurt, passing on that misery and pain to other people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's a really, like... <sighs> This sounds disparaging to other anime, but it's a very mature theme for an anime, and it's yeah. handled very well, in my opinion. Yeah, that that there isn't a a right answer. Yeah. Oh, you should have killed him. Or, yeah. oh, because you let him live, you know, it's a good thing. It's like, this is, this is, the, the character is, doesn't end on a, oh, you're, okay, I get that you did that thing, but it's okay. I am done with you because of the terrible things that you did in the past. Yeah. I'm not going to kill you, but... And I think that's super interesting. This is this is something that I feel like it's just being kind of moved away from in general. But I'm really happy that we're kind of starting to veer away from, like, the constant internal monologues of characters. Yeah. Like, anime, the fact... Yeah. yeah, in anime. Like, the fact that we, we kind of have to intuit a lot of what a character is feeling and, and 
going through, especially in the case of Hyakimaru, who, like, has fake eyes and shit. He can't, like, you know, emote there at all, really. Um, like, the fact that, you know, it's up to the viewer to, like, interpret that, I think it makes it a lot, it hit a lot harder. Yeah. It resonates a lot more, for me, uh, anyway. No, I, I, I agree completely, and it's, um, it's one of the reasons why I like Evangelion, is, mm. like, um, it's, there's a lot of moments where they just sit with the characters. And yeah. You just have to infer their emotions from just sitting with them. Yeah, like the elevator yeah. scene. The elevator scene. There's, a, I mean, a lot of scenes with, like, Shinji and, um... Uh, Isato. Isato. Yeah, yeah. It's it's rough, you know, and it's it. That's how their relationship is, you know. Yeah. And uh, that that things aren't aren't clean. You don't know the answer to them. But like with most movies and things like that, you can infer what's happening by how characters respond to things. Totally. And I feel like I always always feel like with with movies, you can get away with it with books. But you cannot get away with it in movies and television and anime with internal monologues. Like, I I, I watched the show, um, God, it was like this British show. It was about this, like... Doctor Who. Doctor Who. And, uh, yes. No, it was, it was about this, like, this teenage couple who they run away from their parents and they do their own thing. And they try to use internal monologue as a... Oh. It'll be on the YouTube thing. Um, sure, there you go. But uh, they try to use internal monologue as a way of like stylizing the show and showing how they feel. But the show, I, I am completely convinced. If you cut the internal monologue from the show, the show would be better for it. And I liked the show, but anytime a character was talking about what they were doing, I was like, obviously, because I can see that you're going through it because I'm watching the show. Yeah, you know, it, the the internal monologue is for somebody who's like binging it on the side or something. Yeah. You know, it's like this show would just be better because it it underserves the actors, it underserves the emotions of the scene. Yeah, like people can read what's happening if you've done a good job. You do not need an internal monologue. Yeah, um, we've been talking a lot recently about Hajime no Ippo, and yeah. I think that Hajime no Ippo actually handles that very well in the sense that, like, when it comes to things that you know. I was going to say you and I, but like, you know, I've spent some time boxing, so I don't understand a little bit more, but uh, like the, the average viewer wouldn't really understand about like, you know, the ins and outs of boxing and stuff like that. That's when the inner monologue comes. Yeah. Epo goes like, Oh, well this character is like, you know, or this, this guy's like, you know, he gets a couple punches in, he backs it off. It's really elegant box, that sort of thing. But when it comes to actually the interpersonal, like, you know, relationships between him and Takamura and everybody else, we don't get a lot of inner dialogue. Right. Though. Yeah. And, and, and it really boils down to, like, when he's in a fight. Like, other characters... Because it's not just uh, Ippo, but it's also other characters will respond with their own internal model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if Ippo doesn't do this, he's going to get knocked out. Yeah. If Ippo does... Oh, Ippo did that, so now this can happen. And you, you get know? to hear what his opponent is thinking a lot of the time, too. Right. And, yeah. and I think that's really helpful for, like... When you're watching, like, a show that is obviously not an actual fight, they cannot animate a full-on, just, you're going to watch from one cam- camera angle fight. Yeah. Like, you ha- you need that kind of dialogue, you know, it, to ground you in, like, okay, who's winning, who's losing, totally. stuff like that. Totally. Like, I think there is definitely, like, a, r- a right place for it, those internal monologues in, like, anime yeah. and manga. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I-, I like that this show does not rely on that. In fact, it never uses it. Right. To show us how a character is feeling, why they're doing what they're doing, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. It, it helps to, to take it a lot more seriously, I yeah. think. Um, okay, so episode four, um, 
I, I liked again. This is this is the most like kind of like monster of the week kind of. Episode. I was gonna say if ever if ever there was a filler episode, this is the one. Yeah, and it's still super good. Yeah. Like, I don't want to dismiss it, but it's basically that there is a sword instead of like the usual demons. Like you got trash demon, you got demon who's like uh, uh, has a person as like a tail. Yeah, it is. No, this is a, the sword is the demon. Yes. And the sword craves blood. Mm-hmm. And you learn why the sword wants blood. You learn the wielder was not that kind of psychopath, but has become that because of the sword. And there's my favorite part where Dororo picks up the sword and is bound by the sword to go in a certain direction. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to! <laughs> <laughs> and he seems to be like resisting that a lot more than the initial guy was. Yeah. And I, I love how, so like the, the way that um, we get a flashback I can't remember the character's name, the one who originally had the sword. Yeah. Um, he, we get a flashback for when he was in like, you know, whatever army and he's tasked with executing this enemy soldier or whatever. No, he's tasked with executing the guys who built the castle for the Lord. Oh, so the I whole, didn't catch that part. So the whole thing is that the, uh, the, he wants, he wants him to execute all the people who built the castle oh. because they're the only people who will know the weakness to the castle. Oh. So these people did nothing wrong. That but makes they even could, more sense. They could do something wrong in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's even, even better. Yeah. Um, like, you know, so he's tasked with killing this person who did nothing wrong. Yeah. And, um, he, like, basically, he doesn't have the, the heart to do it. Like, you know, it's, this is just some guy. Right, and yeah, then the, this is the guy who did his job. Yeah, and then the captain or whatever throws him the cursed sword, and like you know, he says like, "Well, okay, it's you or him. You either kill that guy or kill yourself with this." And then he has to like you know hack through the guy's neck multiple like multiple. The sword swings. is super rusty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like it felt almost like this sort of like thematic parallel like between himself and like what he had to go through in that moment, and the sword like how it's like made him. Uh, like, shed the blood of the innocent and, like, you know, what the second that he makes that decision, like, okay, I gotta kill this guy because it's him or me, mm-hmm. the second he does that, the sword, all the rest falls off, the letters start glowing, it's like, okay, you and me, we're the same, let's do this. Yeah, you know? and he kills, he kills all the other prisoners that he has to kill, and then he also kills everyone else, because yes, now, it, now the sword is super bloodthirsty, you know? Yeah. And it's 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 really interesting, and he almost has like a drug addiction to the sword. Yeah, yeah. When it is when he is freed of its curse, when it's taken away from him, he still wants it back. He still wants it back, and it's it's really funny because uh, there's a character you meet in the beginning of the episode that Dororo refers to like, "Oh, you look really good." There's no way that you're like a country girl. Like you must have come from somewhere else. And she's like, "No, no, that's not the case." But you learn that they're they were brother and sister, mm-hmm. and when he killed. Everybody, including his lord, she probably lost her position as, like, you know, in wherever she was. Probably. And so that's why, yeah, she was well taken care of for a time, but her brother kind of fucked that up. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he sure did. And I, I think I think that's a really nice storytelling touch, you know? Yeah. And uh, the, the amount of-, of thought that has gone into this, like, the way that this story is being told. Because a yeah. lot of this didn't, like, a lot of those details weren't in the original series. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, this is a very new interpretation of it, and I think a lot of the little details and nuances that go into it do nothing but enhance what was already there. Well, the big thing is there's no sort of, like, fluff or anything like that. Yeah. There's no addition of a character that doesn't add anything to the plot. There's no anything... Like, every character moves everything forward. Like, again, with that, that girl character who's there at the beginning who's worried about... Um, 
God damn. It was too... We said, didn't say his name long enough. Hyakimaru? Hyakimaru. Hyakimaru. Yeah. Um, uh, she's worried about him standing out there. But again, who is she? Like, who cares? She's not a character that was there previously. It's just Dororo talking to her. And then it's, yeah, no, she is important. Yeah. She does play a role. And it makes sense why she's in the position that she's in. Totally. And, it's it's just so goddamn smart. Mm-hmm. There's no character that is added where you're just like, eh, all right, yeah, I don't get it. You you spend all this time on their backstory, but like, who cares? Yeah, like you even know? the most like like we said, this is like as far as the as the six episodes we watched go, like this is the most monster of the week filler throwaway episode, and right. it still does so much to like advance the plot and also like you know, add to, like, the thematic tapestry of, like, what the show is about is supposed to be about, like, you know, beyond just, like, plot points. Yeah, there's that great moment where Dororo is fighting uh, Hiyakimaru, and mm-hmm. um, and you're like, oh my god, is he gonna kill Dororo? Because he can't tell because his vision is fucked. Yeah. And then as soon as he disarms Dororo, he stops fighting him. Yeah. You know, because he gets it. It's, it's, the sword is the threat, mm-hmm. not you. you totally. Know? And, and and maybe even to a certain extent, he can recognize Dororo's silhouette. Yeah. You know? And he, they don't explicitly say it, but it's like, yeah, he's not going to kill his little friend, you know? That's his little sidekick. That's his hype man. Absolutely. He's yeah. his little hype man. So even in this, like, what could have been an absolute throwaway episode, I love it. I think it's so good. That's a good way to put it. It could have been a whatever, just like, you know... Killing time till episode five sort of episode. Yeah. But it still added a lot to the overall, you know, to the story of Yakimaru and Doro, Doro yeah. which I thought was fantastic. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about the fifth episode. Yes. Or fifth and sixth episode. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's a two-parter um, going into this last part. I love any anime that leaves on such a good note on the sixth episode. Just wonderful. This and... um. What else did that? We watched something else recently that, that did that. I don't know. I've been thinking about Hajime no Ippo that has a great first six episodes. I mean, you want to do it. We both watched it prior, but like, if you ever want to do an episode on Hajime I, no Ippo. I mean, listen, we did not talk about what we were going to talk about next week. I want to watch Trash, but it uh, Hajime no Ippo might be the thing to talk about. Well, but that's the opposite of Trash. That is high it, it, art. I, I, I want to talk about Trash because we've been watching too much good shit. That's but. true. We've been a little too nice. We've been um, way too nice. We all, I, do we only have one total garbage episode? It's only Eat Man, yeah. It's only Eat Man. Episode three. We have had, this will be the tenth mm. episode, well, ninth ninth episode of, of, you know, at least mostly positive. I guess we were a little, we were a little down on, um, on, uh, I want to eat your pancreas. We were down on, I want to eat your pancreas and we were down on Space Brothers. I wouldn't say down on space. I was perfectly ambivalent towards Space Brothers. We were, yeah, it wasn't a like we a resounding success. Yeah, no, 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 no it's very yeah. true. It wasn't like you know extremely positive. It was just like, yeah, there it is. It's, I want to check too. That's a show. That's a show. That's I, a show you could watch. When did we? When did we release our first episode? Uh, I want to say it was made. Wait, no, I have no ten, idea. Ten months ago, according to July twenty second. Ten months. We're, we got we to do our one 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 month anniversary episode soon. One month anniversary. One one year anniversary. All right. Uh, I've had a that's couple next of month. Yeah, me too. Our episode. Our next episode might be our anniversary episode. I think. It, I think it's gonna be. Oh shit. Yeah. All right. All Knowing right. how long it takes me to fucking re- like edit these things. <laughs> like God, yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> if we make it on time. Well, let's let's talk about these last couple episodes, and then maybe we'll figure out what we want to do. All I like right. it. So. 
Episode five and six, super good. I really liked them. Yeah. Um, the gist of the plot is that uh, the the our crew, the blind monk Dororo and uh, Hyakimaru, yeah. are um, they come across this like like an orphanage in the middle of a war. Yeah, sort of a found family kind of situation. A lady yeah. named Mio is taking care of a bunch of other war orphans. Yeah, and one of the big problems is that. Uh, Hiyakimaru just got his ears back. Yes. And he can hear, and it is fucking him up completely. Yeah, because this is the first time, it's the first time in his life, like, hearing things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, he got his, his sense of, uh, touch back in episode three, I think. Yeah. And yeah, he puts his foot in a fire just to feel like whatever it feels yeah, like. Yeah, because he doesn't know any better. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's it's super so that's that's what makes uh this like the whole rest of this part interesting. It's that he's he's really upset by sounds. He can't figure out where they're coming from. Because again, he only sees souls, so he can't see your mouth moving yeah. necessarily. Yeah. So he meets this character named Mio who sings, mm-hmm. and she's not even like necessarily a great singer, but it calms him down and it stops him from freaking out yeah. like that. She has a song that she always sings. She mentions that she sings it when she feels sad because it's a better alternative than crying. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, and to, to jump ahead a bit, Mio is uh, basically holding up at this temple with a bunch of orphans who have also lost their, you know, who have lost their parents in this war. And on either side of this temple are, are two opposing armies. Yeah. And um, the reasons why they're fighting doesn't really matter they're just fighting because they have to fight each other i think it's uh one of the one of the armies does have the the same emblem that uh daigo kagimitsu has yeah so it's 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 safe to say i think that they are part of that same clan or or you know I, whatever yeah. I, th- I think you're right faction. yeah yeah but they're not fighting over like oh i have to win this war for a religious reason or a blah 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 reason it's just no. like i have to fight because i have to fight yes because that's that's what you do in feudal Japan. You yeah, feud the, with what people. you do in war. You that's gotta right. fight. Yeah, ready to fight. That's what they um, say. So, unbeknownst to like the rest of the orphans, what she is working as, she goes between camps uh, because she has to to get enough food to feed all these children. Yeah, and she works as a like a prostitute. Yeah, and uh, they do not treat her well as no. well. And uh, she comes home early in the morning with bruises and she's all just, you know, yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things I like about this episode is that you have Dororo see what's happening and it's like, oh, my, you know, my mom never did that. But I understand why you're doing it. That was a really cool thing to me because, like, you know, I feel like in media writ large, like, yeah. it's really easy to see, like, prostitution and other forms of sex work is like this this simple act of desperation like you it it it's seen it's seen a lot of times as the easy way out yeah you yeah. could you could have worked hard but instead you sold your body totally yeah. and 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 it almost felt as though they were going on that angle with mio like you yeah. know res- resorting air quotes to sex work like you know uh and then and then dororo shows up and he says like yeah that was the one thing my mom wouldn't do and she died of starvation because she wouldn't do it. So, yeah. like, I, I respect her for, like, sticking to her values. I also respect you because you got people to take care of. My mom's not around for me anymore, and I respect the hell out of that. Like, yeah, yeah, because Doro's mom is dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an orphan child. Kid yeah. fucking gets it. 
Yeah. He's, a, he's the best, he's the best, best. pint size ha- hype man you could ever find. Because he's a little upset by it at first. Yeah. But he, he, he comes to understand. He understands the situation and, um, gets why people doing, do it. And in the case of Mio, she is a sex worker. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a sex worker unless you don't want to be a sex worker. That's right. And that's true. kind of the position that she's in. She's not that, she, it's really her only out for a and, lot of And things. yeah, and like, you know, her, her clientele, for lack of a better word, like, you know, they're certainly not treating her very well. Right, absolutely. That's why she has those bruises and all these terrible, yeah. terrible things. And, but the, the big thing plot wise is that she's working basically double shifts. She works at one camp on one side, and then she goes to the other side to work on the other side. Yeah. And it's it it ends up fucking her by the end of it, where uh, they're looking... Like, there's a part, like, halfway through the sixth episode where they're like, we need to find spies because we're going to do this surprise attack because we can't wait for reinforcements. Be- not because we'll lose the battle, but because we'll look bad. Yeah. We'll yeah. look bad if we wait for reinforcements. Yeah. And so we have to kill spies. And they just, no trial, no nothing. They just, they they kill her and they kill all of the orphans because they could be spies. Because they saw her going between camps. Yeah. Um, it's worth mentioning, uh, I guess this is the part where we should backtrack a little bit. The blind monk, before he sort of takes off to go who the fuck knows oh, where. Oh, there's a whole other bunch of stuff that we jumped over <laughs> that doesn't involve Mio, yeah. Um, the blind monk... Uh, Oh god, yeah, we've we've skipped over like all of episode five. Um <laughs> something that the blind monk mentions is that like, you know, uh Hyakimaru is dealing with the fact that he's hearing things for the first time. And he's like really distraught by it. Like everything is scary and like, you know, new and loud and all this, and the only thing that he finds soothing is is Mio singing. But like otherwise, like I feel as though everything he hears is a potential threat. Yeah. Like, you know, where he's used to being able to suss out threats very efficiently with his like Aura senses, like all of a sudden, like everything sounds like something that could kill him in any moment. Right. Um, and so, uh, the blind monk likens it to a beast that is, is wounded and like, you know, hiding in a cave, like, you know, sort of resting in there. And that, like, you know, he has to come out of that cave and that he has to, like, you know, embrace the fact that, like, yeah, there's loud and scary shit in the world and that he's going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And the person that comes out can either be someone who, like, accepts it head on and, like, you know, tries his best to be a good person or who res- responds to that fear with violence. Well, yeah, with with fear. With you know? fear. With more fear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, he poses to Dororo, like, you know, which one will Hyakimaru be when he comes out? Right. And, and that's the thing, is leading into this whole situation with Mio is a Hiyakimaru who cares about Mio because she is the only person who can calm him down. And then also, there is this area not far from the temple that is guarded by this demon. And if they can kill the demon, this is an area where the orphans and everyone can go, they can farm, and no one would ever bother them. Yeah. And... In their first attack, uh, Hyakimaru fails. He gets he gets his new leg bit and just it, it fucks him over. He, he can't fight the demon anymore. Yeah, he and, loses his foot like from the calf down, pretty much. Yeah, and the monk is like, "Okay, I have to get you out of here, otherwise you're gonna die." Because prior to that, he has like a fever or something like that. Because again, because he gets injured in the fight with the last part. demon. Yeah, the yeah. one he got his hearing from, I think. Yeah, no. He got injured because of his hearing. Well, yeah, I don't remember. He got injured by that bird as well. Yeah. Because he has his hearing. He doesn't know what it means. And then the bird just came down and fucked him up. Yeah. 
Um, all of that's to say that like he's not ready to fight what's happening. Yes, and, the, the ant lion is the demon. Yeah, and he just gets fucked up by it. And when he has to go back, he finally fucking succeeds because he, he lost his leg, but he learned how to fight and he's learned a lot about other people as well and what sounds are and things like that. Yeah, he's, he's learned like, to deal with his new senses, his senses of touch and, and hearing. Yeah, absolutely. And he's also, he's gained the ability to like speak to a certain extent. Where yeah, he, he, he gets his yell. voice back. Yeah. Yeah, he gets his voice back. And that's, I don't think that's because he beat a demon. That was because He's always had it, but he's never known how to use it. Interesting. Because he doesn't beat the ant lion, but the ant lion bites his leg off. Yeah, and, he's and then screaming, he starts screaming. Yeah, you know, and uh, the screaming comes up again. So, so he beats the ant lion. He's got the safe place for the orphans and Mio to be. Mio has finally gotten the rice that they need to grow the rice patty where they want to grow the rice paddy so they can feed all this ch- these children and stuff like that. And then one of the armies shows up and kills all of the children, kills Mio because she's moved, been moving between the camps yeah. to make enough money to afford to feed these children. But they don't know that. They've just been seeing this woman move between the camps. Yeah. She must be a spy. Kill everyone. Yeah, just butcher a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, and it's it's brutal because they show the parts where kids get killed. Honestly, like straight up, I eat shit like this up. Like I love tragic fucking dark shit in whatever form. And not to be like an edgelord about it, it's just like that's just shit I like. This got me choked up a little bit. Yeah. Like I was I was yeah, it it was harsh. Like they they built that up and knocked it down perfectly. Like yeah. it was a real it, hard thing to watch. It didn't feel cheap because it didn't feel like oh, obviously these kids are going to be killed to do this thing. Yeah. You know, it it really legitimately felt like a Maybe they'll get away, you know, yeah. or or maybe something will happen. There might be a bit of a tragic part, but you know they'll they'll find a way through it. We have this badass samurai yeah. guy here, you know, who can do all these things. And while he's away, all of the kids get killed. All of these terrible things happen. Totally. And so when he gets back, the question is raised: When uh, Yekimaru comes back, is he going to be uh, like? A regular person, or is he going to be a monster as he comes out of this metaphorical cave? And he sees what happens. He sees what happened to Mio, uh, who helped him like feel okay, and he fucking murders. He everybody. loses it. That's the first loses time we like it. the the first time we hear his voice is when he screams out in pain from having his leg bit, bitten off. Yeah. Aside from a couple grunts and whatnot, this is kind of the second time we hear him actually like vocalize, and yeah. it is out of. Rage. He Rage. is just, he's ready to kill everybody. And, and pretty much does. And these kills are like particularly brutal. The action like, in this show, I don't think we've talked about the action for the most part. The action is sick. This is like the sickest action. This is the, right like, here. there's a part where you're basically seeing like first person, him cutting a person's head apart in like eight different ways. He, he is like angry. He is ready to murder every person that exists in yeah. like a five mile radius. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't want to say it's like beautiful or whatever, but like it's so well done. Like, it's beautiful from situation. like an artistic standpoint. Like, yeah. damn, some real work and 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 genius went into yeah. like doing this. And you want to see bad things happen to these terrible people, but it's also like 
what does this mean about Hiekimaru's like what is he losing as a part of all of this? Yeah. Because they repeat constantly, like, is he gonna emerge from this cage uh, this cave as a monster? And goddamn is does. he yeah his his exposure as he's getting more of his senses is that humanity is a nightmare yeah that they will kill children they will kill innocent women that it doesn't matter and so him killing those people as much as it is like you're a goddamn piece of shit yeah like oh fuck dude there there's a lot to take in from that part. yeah i ugh. I was I was having a conversation earlier today about this. The idea, like you know, the sort of age old idea that like all of mankind's like emotions stem from one of two things: fear or love, right? Yeah. And like that sort of like you know, it feels like sort of a parallel with what's going on. Like you know, is he going to emerge as a beast or as like you know a hero or whatever? Mm-hmm. And like when he starts just butchering the shit out of these guys. Like, that is obviously out of, like, a very dark and negative place. Like, you know, as as right as we feel as he is for doing so. Like, you know, the fact is, like, what's done is done. These people are, like, not coming back. And, like, to kill every last one of these people, like, when does it stop? Yeah. Right? And, like... Yeah, does he have to go kill that whole army? And, like, what does that imply? Because all of those people probably had families yeah, as well. You yeah. Know? I mean... The just following orders thing historically doesn't hold up, but like, right? The the fact is, like, you know, he brutals all, brutalizes all these people. The last guy has already has like is already missing an arm, you know, mm-hmm. from the beginning of it, and like, and Yakimaru is already going for the kill, and like Doro has to stop him, and like, you know, yeah, sort of put that like you cannot take that last step because then right. it might not be too late, or it might be too late, yeah, right, and and. Uh, we're, I, I guess I'm kind of quoting the Mother's, Mother's Basin video that we watched earlier and saying that, like, it's not 100% certain where he's going to land on that. Right. You know? Because it felt good to watch. Right. You oh, know? Imagine fuck him. all those dudes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just watch it again. That was a wonderful scene. Right. But, like, it's it's that sort of, like, the way you like the smell of gasoline, you know? Like, yeah. You know you shouldn't. Right. But, oof, it was so right. because gratifying. I, I, like, in an ideal world, right, like, these people would do this bad thing, and then you could, like, put them on some sort of, like, trial. You could even, sure. you could understand, like, okay, you did these things, but, like, how do how do we move on from this? And yeah. instead, it's, it's just pure murder, and I get it. I get where he's coming from, you know? But it's like, there's gotta be a better way. But there isn't, but, oh, God, I wish there was, yeah. you know? If killing solves that problem, then, you know, what problems doesn't it solve, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And it, I, I I love how this episode ends, and how Dororo and uh, Hyakimaru are, like, interacting with each other. It's like, Doro is like, I don't want him to be a monster. Like, he's not a monster. Yeah. He can recognize that this person is not a terrible person, but he's being put through these terrible circumstances mm-hmm. that could absolutely turn him into a monster. Yeah. He could absolutely show up at his, like, family's compound and just kill everyone. Yeah. Whether they deserve it or not. And that 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 last guy that Kyakimaru ends up sparing because of Doro, like, Doro's intervention... That's the same person who was about to kill Dororo at the beginning of that scene. Yeah. Like, you know, that is a, that is a choice that Dororo himself has to make. Like, yeah. you know, it's to, like, cause I mean, if somebody was about to kill me and was only stopped by the fact that their arm got chopped off by my, like, you know, samurai puppet friend, yeah, yeah. I'd probably be like, at least kill that guy. Do try to kill me. Yeah. Right? Well, you know. It's a very mature choice for a, you know, however old he is. To, 
to, to bring it full circle to a certain extent, we talked about Mass Effect. We talked about a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, one of the most like profound moments of my life. Um, I are you familiar with like the Walking Dead uh, Telltale game? Yeah, I played the whole thing. The first one, so, I, I fell off in the second one. Okay. Yeah, me too. So, but there there is a part. There is a part. Um, so I played the, through the whole game. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. Same. I had a friend play it, and we watched him play through it. And I thought it was so fun watching this person make other choices. And it was it was really, really fun. But there is a part where there is a... It's around the third or fourth chapter. It's it, it, I think it's the fourth chapter. There is a part where um, there is a... Oh, that shitty college kid. That shitty college kid. That and shitty he's, college he's kid. fucked up everything, right? I tried to kill that dude every possible oh, time. Oh, me too. Yeah. And this... But this is the whole thing. So there's a part where you're running up this bell tower and you're holding on to his arm. And um, he's fucked up everything up to this point. Yes. Every and, possible and chance. And you have a choice. Do you save, Do you try to save him or do you let him go? Drop his ass. And I dropped his ass. Drop his ass. Absolutely. I had a friend say, try to save his ass. Yeah? And I, at the end of the chapter, I was like, why did you try to save him? He was an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. And he... he my friend just looked at me. He's like, "But he was a person. He was he was a living, breathing person. A shitty person. Sure, but like, he didn't deserve to just die. Like, it, it. He was. He made mistakes. Sure, but he never intentionally like killed someone. And again, he was he a killed person. a lot of people just but, unintentionally. But but he was a person. Yeah, and that and that really. Not that I'm saying I would necessarily change what I would do. I wouldn't. But it got me... It, it, that moment where my friend didn't try to kill the guy who I obviously thought was a dumb piece of shit. I, it really made me think, like, I I can't... I, I do not have the capability to judge who should live and who should die. Sure. I do not have that capability. And anytime I am ever asked that kind of capability, I, I, I don't have the answer. I do not believe that I know what is right and wrong because that person was a. It, this is a world where so few people exist. So where so few people are still alive, and we're just going to kill a person. Yeah, it's. I I I understood where my friend was coming from, and I. It it, it changed me. It absolutely changed me about how I view human life and everything. Yeah. You know, it's, it is no longer utilitarian. It is no longer uh, a person is irredeemable. It is that a person exists and lives and can be redeemed. Yeah. You know, and God damn the, the, and that's, that's what I was thinking about that all the way through Dora where it's like, yeah, fuck those guys. Fucking absolutely. They were killing children. Absolute pieces of shit. But killing them, I'm not saying it was the wrong attitude, but we shouldn't ever be like, oh yeah, obviously, fucking kill them, yeah. whatever. They they don't deserve human right. life. Right, there's like, still a gravity like, to that decision. That is a person. That person has a family. That person has people who care about them, you know? It is never, that person exists in a vacuum, Yeah, you know? That, uh, that doesn't happen, and we should consider who we kill. Yeah. Even if they're bad people. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's kind of the fun of, like, you know, most any, like, excessively violent media that, that you and I love to watch. is yeah, like you know, absolutely. You, yeah. I, I love the raid, where they're just fucking, like, jamming hella dudes oh, into, like, yeah. doorways and it shit. It fucking rules. It fucking rips ass, yeah. dude. I love 100%. it. 100%. Uh, 
I'll get behind that anytime. But if if we have to talk about who we're gonna take out, oh, let's fucking talk about <laughs> it, dude. I, yeah, and that's and that's what I appreciate about it, about the whole like beast in the cave and all that. It's like. Yeah, these are bad people, but if we start viewing people as just, like, numbers or in terms of, like, the action that they've only immediately done, ooh, we are getting to a dark place. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that there's, like, you know, I, I think it's it's fun, like, watching this kind of stuff, and, um... Because it felt great to watch that dude's head get cut open eight different ways oh, when sick. he went, when all these kids are getting killed and that stuff was like a beautiful that. shot god that whole fucking action scene was incredible but ooh, it did leave me with a little bit yeah. of uh. <laughs> that's the thing is it lets you feel a little bit of that feeling like obviously we did not just experience what these characters experienced but we got to feel a tiny itty bitty little fraction of that well and we probably you know? got to experience a certain amount of what Maru is feeling where it's like, this bad thing has happened, and I feel good about rectifying the situation. Yeah. No, yeah, I was, it was, it was cathartic watching that. Like, yeah. cause, you know, from the fucking second Mio shows up, and the, from the second that you see her and, and Hyakimaru having their moment, you know shit's gonna go down. This ain't that kind of show. <laughs> yeah, right? this is not a happy show. He does not do what he needs to do and then come back and he's like, hey, baby, let's grow some rice, and they live yep. happily ever after. No. Yeah. But like, the you know so yeah it does a really good job of putting you in that position and then like you know you feeling that catharsis with yakimaru as he just you know fucking chops these people up and then kind of coming to grips with it when dororo shows up and is like hey you gotta stop that you You gotta yeah like listen this guy sucks but like you know i don't know what the correct answer is maybe it's obliterating this dude different ways it fucking ruled when i watched it but we should do an episode on a silent voice Oh, it's coming. That's, it'll, it's coming. I think that's going to have to happen. We'll find an excuse to work that into a holiday special Everybody or something. Everybody talks about it all the time. We're going to look at something. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's watch I've a silent voice. It's depressing, so I'm not ready for it. Silent, a silent voice in one sentence is about uh, what it's like to be canceled and have to keep on living. Oh, dude. Okay, I gotta know, because it's coming for me. Yeah, it's going to happen. i a lot of dumb shit. It's going to happen. We're going to watch it. We're going to cry. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, uh, and, I mean, listen, let's hope that you and I never have to make any decisions about who lives or who dies, ever. You know, that's, that's the funny fucking thing about all this, I spent a lot of time, like, learning about utilitarianism and, like, reading about philosophy of that shit, and, like, dealing with all those things, you're out of line. Oh, damn. You want something? Yeah, sure, why not? Appreciate it. Um... (laughs) I, I spent a lot of time, like, you know, it's about numbers, it's about the trolley problem and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking not. You know, the trolley problem doesn't exist. Like, we, you know, it comes up as jokes and things like that, but, like, when, when we're talking about death, yeah. you know, not not dumb bullshit about bloomers not wanting to pay, uh, oh, I had to pay for college, so everyone else should. Back but, when it cost $10. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like. That's, that's... That's where the trolley problem applies. Yeah. But, like, most of the time, like, in a real abstract sense, it's like, there you're never going to encounter a situation where it's like, if I kill one person, I'll save a thousand. Yeah. You know, that just doesn't exist. No. Really. Yeah, you're right. And um, I, I like sh- shows, media, and things like that, like, not just dealing with death in a purely... Uh, if I just kill this one guy, if we just kill these eight people who slaughtered these kids and all that, everything will be fine. Yeah. You know, it's who, who ordered that? What caused these things? Yeah. You know, what is the system that allowed for a prostitute and a bunch of orphans she was trying to keep alive 
uh, what allowed them to die. Because yeah. that system doesn't fucking die at the end of uh, fucking Dora, uh, H- Hikimaru's blade. Yeah. You know? Unless he's going to go kill a billion fuck or not a billion, but like a ton of fucking people. Which, I mean, hey, maybe maybe that's the way to do it. Because it's a lot of big army uh, yeah. that is that is yeah. his old man just, controls. Just make him fucking kill her. You yeah. Know? yeah. And and we haven't mentioned it at all, but the, the Hyakimaru's father, Daigo Kagemitsu, has another heir uh, yeah. a year later. I don't remember that kid's name. I don't either. <laughs> uh, but he looks like a little shit, and he's very good at sword fighting. And it's obvious, if you watch the OP, that they're gonna throw down at some point. And I need to just go home and watch that, because I'm, yeah. I'm so ready. No, me too. And it, it, it's interesting, too, because a lot of the stuff that you see him do is at the support of other people. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, I struck you down because I'm, I'm the strongest fighter ever. And it's like, well, it's some servant. Like, it's, he was supposed to fucking die. Yeah, that guy wasn't swinging back at him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting when the two run across each other. I agree. Because there's no reason for the second brother to absolutely hate Hyakimaru either, you know? Like, he doesn't know what he's been through. as far as he knows, the other brother is dead. I don't know if he even knows that he existed in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um feel like we've been trailing off for a bit but oh, we're, we're hitting some good points yeah no it's true it's good don't, it's good points don't kill people it's rough yeah um if you can avoid it do not kill people with your katana <laughs> arms exactly at least hold the blade in your hand as god intended let's talk about let's 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 hit our end point here okay well Doro, we got our rating system and i can't imagine what you're gonna rate it to but we got our rating system and it's um keep watching Eh, and total garbage. Yes. Where are you rating this? I'm gonna have to say keep watching. In fact, this is like... This is the most I've been taken with an anime in quite some time. Yeah. This is 100%, 110% my shit. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. It's absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah. Keep watching. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you've listened to these episodes and you're like at all intrigued... If you haven't watched it, keep fucking watching. All I heard from Tim, who walked in while we were watching it, is just, no, you guys, oh, you guys gotta keep watching. Yeah, yeah, he was, as much as we got out of those six episodes, he was like, you guys haven't seen shit. You guys haven't seen a goddamn thing. You gotta watch the rest of the episodes, so. Oh, it's good. Guess we gotta watch the rest of the episodes. Yeah, guess so. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Yeah. So we got to figure out what we're going to talk about next week. Right. Is this just going to be a thing where we talk about what we're going to watch next week? Unfortunately, on... yes. I think so. Um, we did not talk about this prior because no. we never talk about this prior. No. We we talked about talking about it prior, but then we didn't. Okay. So we, there's two options in my mind. Okay. Let me hear it. We talk about Hajime no Ippo. Okay. Or we talk about that weird, like, X-Arms show. That's what I was thinking, too. I want to talk about... I w- Listen, we have watched too much good shit That's lately. And look, I love Hajime no Ippo. That's one of my I, favorite things in the world, becoming, and I think you do, too. It's becoming one of my favorite things, yeah. absolutely. It's, it fucking rules. Like, we're gonna do an episode eventually, but, like... It's just going to be another one of these, or like another one of the Azoken, where we just like you know, it's so good, suck its dick it's constantly. So great. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fantastic. So let's let's push that up, push that a little bit, and let's let's uh, let's look at some stuff that doesn't look quite as promising. So uh, X arms, uh, dude, I am so down. For, like I know you said, 
I don't want to talk about obviously garbage shows and stuff like that, but I love I love garbage. Here's the thing. It's not necessarily that I don't want to talk about garbage shows because there's some wonderful garbage out there. Yeah. I do not want to go into an episode with the intent of shitting on something. Mm. So I'm going to try my damnedest to find some things to like about X-Arms. Well, you know what? We're, we can be contrarian. Sure. We can like X-Arms. Yeah. Maybe X-Arms is That'll get us great. more. This is what YouTube's all about. Have you seen Video Game Donkey? Oh. Every time a popular JRPG comes out, he's like, I don't like JRPGs. Don't like and everybody gets pissed off. <laughs> Every time. It never fails. I love that, man. He's great. He's also, fuck JRPG. He's no, a uh, business genius. People like, and then they talk about him on Twitter and he gets way more views. No, it's a good move. Yeah. I like it. It's great. Yeah. I don't give a shit if he doesn't like Dragon Quest XI. I just bought Dragon Quest XI. Did you? Tim Rogers recommended, so. Oh, Tim Rogers is it. a big Dragon Quest guy. Cause I, he, I have learned. He lived in, <laughs> he lived in Japan throughout the 2000 aughts. So yeah. yeah, he would be a huge Dragon Quest guy. I, I picked it up. I'm ready for it. Yeah. No, I'm not ready for it. Let me know, know how you, done. what you think of it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But no. it is a traditional ass turn-based JRPG. I'll, I'll be really with you. Next, next time we record, I'm going to be talking about Mass Effect again. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, after next, the episode after next, <laughs> let me know what you think about <laughs> Thank you. DQ11. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, okay, so we've reached the end of our our wonderful podcast. Quite so. Probably the best episode we've ever recorded. Perhaps. Um, Bakery, how are people going to find you? How are people going to get in touch with you? So you can go on uh, twitter.com, Bakfu, B-A-K-F-U-U. It's quite possible that I'll have changed that by the time this episode comes out. But um, you may also be able to find me on Spotify, Octomammoth. Who knows? There you go. Um, He does the intro and outro. That I do. And if not Spotify, you can also find me on SoundCloud, regardless of Spotify, I suppose. You can also find me on SoundCloud.com slash Octomammoth. Um, (laughs) Yeah. How can people find you? So I'm on I'm on Twitter at Hentai Pizza Lord, but be, ever since I downloaded that fucking uh, whatever tw- Twitter app you talked about, oh uh, it's it's Tweak Tweak Twitter Tweak Twitter something. I don't I don't fucking know um, I don't spend any fucking time on Twitter I don't see any DMs. you were broken I, of the curse I I don't see any fucking DMs so I want that if, for me if one you, day if you need if you need touch with me hit me up on Twitter and expect a response of like a week yeah. Because honestly, it has broken Twitter from me. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to get to that point myself. I'm, I'm real talk. Like we don't have a real audience, no. but I'm like, we need to make a battle school dropout like Twitter account because I don't give a shit about my own. That's and, fair. And just as a way that any person could know that something was going to be posted. But then it's also like, okay, we have. 18, 19 subscribers, like, what a fucking waste of time to make a fucking Twitter account for what we do. It just looks silly, right? When we're, like, we're gonna make the account and it's gonna have two followers. Absolutely. And uh, that's gonna be it. Yeah. So, if you need more Battle School dropouts in your life, um, God, I... We got 12 other episodes. Go listen to those. Listen to those. Stupid. They're all fucking good. You can hit the notification thing and maybe YouTube will tell you. And then you can also, uh... You could, again, if you're desperate, hit us up on Twitter. But again, if you're listening, I know who you are, Tim. So um, I appreciate it. You know, all that jazz. Yeah. This is a good episode. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. As much as we got angry at our fans at the end. (laughs)
<laughs> I got angry at the fans at the end. I think um, I try to insult the listener at least once per episode. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to, I need them to know I'm above them. Yeah, exactly. I'm. No. We're the content creators. Absolutely. You're we've, the content content consumer. We've won this war. Yeah. Um, no, I subscribe to our OnlyFans. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It's, I listen. I bought so many anal beads. It's, I'm ready. It's all content, baby. <laughs> Podcasts, songs, videos, whatever—it's all content. It's, it's good. It's all sad. smashed together like a like a refried beans. Just <laughs> it's hey, late. It's almost midnight. Can I just let you know? I'm so happy we're recording in the same room again. Me too. This, this has been wonderful. a lot of fun. This is so great. Yeah, I love it. I hope this isn't a nightmare in editing. Oh, <laughs> it will be. It will be. It will be. Yeah. Um, no. Honestly, if, if anything, it'll be better. It'll just sound worse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, apologies for the audio quality. We'll fix it. I don't think it'll be... Be honest, won't be fixed by the next episode. Yeah, but the episode after that? August, though. August, though. We'll be, August is going to be good. There will be some changes. Some developments. Well, you know, we got this... This. Uh, I'm so glad our one-year anniversary is going to be X-Arms. That feels fitting. Yeah. That feels yeah, right. 100%. That feels. As much as we just gush over anime. That's the let's, right let's way fucking, to do it. Let's fucking. Let's get upset, dude. Yeah. I'm ready to be angry. I'm not going to be. Like, I, I'm genuinely. I'm trying to go into this. Like, I'm, I'm looking for anything redeemable about it. And you know what? I feel like I'm going to find something. I feel like I'm oh. going to find something to like about this thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to dunk on you about it. Sure. That's. I can't wait to eat more wrap snacks, dude. We gotta get, like, I, I'm, I'm, like, genuinely thinking, like, where can we go to find more and different wrap snacks? Well, I got some ideas. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Alright, let's, let's, let's head out now. I got, I got some, some wrap snack ideas. You, oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> well, we got more important things to deal with. Yeah. So. Deuces. Everybody. Signing off. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you done did it. Good app, dude. Yeah, that was a